This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, the update is brought to you by Fair and Fair, the, the, the cartoon thing Jill's going to do because... Uh, you could do it. No, no, you do it. It's fine. We're all a team. You could do it. I'll share my stuff. <laughs> we were all a team now. Just a few minutes ago, yeah, she was I had about to throw to... a tiny little fit, but I'm good now. If you want to take it, no, it's fine. No, you it. do it. It's coming up. It's just snowflakeism gone crazy. Better to throw a tiny fit than a brick. She was close <laughs> to the ladder. Just driving me crazy, these snowflakes with the cartoons. I got an idea to resolve this whole thing, too. It's a great idea. Now, one unit... <sighs> What? Just go ahead and do it, because it's awesome. No, no, I'm not going to do it. No, I, you have to. No, I don't even have it. I don't have the well, story. Well, I don't have it. I crumpled it up in a fit of rage, and well, I threw it over to my left. So, unless you want me to go pick it up. No, just leave it alone. Just, this is a good tease. You see, this leaves people hanging for another few minutes. When she does crazy talk, she'll tell you the story. I'll reveal my big idea, which I know is not going to get done, because that's the world we live in now. Or, oh, that's too difficult. Too much paperwork involved. I don't want to do that. It is a great idea. Maybe we just need to make it happen on our own. You're going to help me rent a theater? Anyway, we'll get into it in a minute. Okay. Stop. You stop. <laughs> All right. So um, this is really interesting. I know by this time, the American public's sick of hearing about Israel. I think. Maybe not. I'm not sure about that, but I know how, how our minds work here. We all have collective ADD. But the story gets better. When I say better, I'm being sarcastic. It gets worse every day. But the way they try to manipulate the American public is 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 astounding. It really is. And they're they're working off the fact, and this is them speaking, that the American left is as gullible as anybody, gullible as hell, and they're working on that to sway American public opinion on Hamas. That's why you see all these protests in colleges and that. And these people are not stupid. I keep saying that about the Chinese. You know, I get grief for that. Somebody actually... the Chi- Our enemies are patient, methodical, and they're smart. They're may- they may be evil, but they're all those other things too, and which is really dangerous for us because we're gullible, we're complacent, and there's a good chunk of this, co- this country that is... Pretty, pretty profoundly stupid. Yeah. And that comes from all the, you know, uh, luxuries we have where we spend our days on the phone looking at dogs and cats and and, 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 and people hurting themselves on Chive TV, which I watch too, and TikTok. People say, drinking you love it. <laughs> Tide Pods. You know, maybe that's what we're consumed with. It's, it's idiocracy. It their, is. Their biggest TV show in that movie is Ow My Balls. <laughs> 
I still haven't seen that. I, I mean, you gotta watch it. It'll depress it, dude. you. We're all wearing Crocs. It's where we live. Yep. Oh my balls. <laughs> Have you not seen no. that, that movie? No, because I, I, I tend to, when I see, when I, they're all movies. He almost doesn't have to. We live in it. That's true. But I, I like to save movies like that, like this holiday season. I actually have a written list of five movies, old movies, which I've never seen that I want to see, but I don't want to see them now. I want to save it because I get that little time to watch things relax. I don't watch anything lately. Can, can I ask what's on the list? Well, that's one of them. Okay. Uh, There's a movie I didn't see in the 60s called It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. It's got like 30 comedians in it. At that time, it was all the big stars in one. And it's a slapstick comedy. Right. Um, There's one you mentioned. You you mentioned it last week. Oh, You mentioned a lot of movies. I know. But I wrote it down. Okay. Citizen Kane. No, none of that. I know you're saving season two of Shining Veil for over Christmas break. That's two, too. Yeah, that's one. That's actually part of the list. It's not all movies. but But that might as well be a movie because I have to watch the the first season, seven programs, and then the new season, which I don't know how many they are. I don't either. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. But the, uh, the terrorist, Hamas... Know what we're all about, just like the Chinese know what we're all about. The Russians, not so good at it. But Ghazi Hamad is a spokesperson for Hamas. And he talks about manipulating the liberals in the West, giving them what they want to hear, so they will go out and protest. And this has been going on for 30 years. And now you're seeing the results of that. We sat down face to face with senior Hamas official Ghazi Hamid, pressing him on the more than 200 hostages his organization is holding in Gaza tonight. Will you release all of the hostages for a complete ceasefire? Look, I think we are a human being. We want these people to go home. We want them. And also, we want our prisoners now to go home. Okay. See. What they want is a ceasefire. So does the American left. They want a ceasefire. Our president wants a ceasefire simply because he wants Muslim votes and he's losing mm-hmm. Michigan. He was, uh, the support there was at 46% among Muslims and now it's down to about 8%. So that's what he wants. But the American left wants a ceasefire. They want, oh, the fighting's got to stop. They have no understanding at all. I'm convinced of that. So is Bill Maher and obviously NBC News now. That's NBC News. That's not Fox News. Right. That this is a bad idea. Israel needs to rid the Gaza Strip of Hamas. And there's going to be collateral damage. It's the horror of war. But this guy is feeding exactly what the left wants to hear. We need a ceasefire. Except... They need a ceasefire because they want to regroup and they want to attack Israel again. Yeah. But he doesn't doesn't say that here. He's talking to the American left. He goes on. So I think we are ready now to have complete compromise, complete deal. You see what I mean? Okay. We want these people to go home. We want our people back. And we just want to complete a deal. Do you hear what he's saying? This This is all a lie. But they eat it up. And people holding signs right now are going, yeah, you see? Because they watch NBC News. In order to release all the hostages, either military or civilians, and they release all the prisoners from the Israeli detention center. All we want is a ceasefire. Well, I got news for you. October 6th, there was a ceasefire in place. They broke it. Mm-hmm. All right, number two. Can't really trust him after that. NBC News again. 
How can we trust you? But how can you ask for a ceasefire? How can you ask for Israel to stop their aggression when you go on television in Lebanon here last week and say that you will continue your aggression? You will continue you to launch to, October yes, 7th yes. again what, what and want, again and what again. What do you want us to do? To stop? If you're asking for to a stop? ceasefire, okay, if you're asking yeah. for a ceasefire, okay, it has okay. to be two no, ways. No, I am talking that we want to continue against the occupation. This is our national, our, our, our legal right to fight against the occupation. It is according to international law, according to all the regulation in the world. It is, in Europe, you fight against the Nazis. But then what happened on October 7th when there were clearly civilians who were killed? How would that make you a good partner to a peace negotiation with Israel? I don't, I don't have any details about this. He has no details about their attack on Israel. He has no details on it. See, now he's getting combative because now the NBC News guy brought up uh, a Lebanese broadcast where he said the exact opposite of everything you're hearing. Ooh. He didn't expect that. So they're not that good. But Megan Kelly did something cool. Did you hear about this? I saw a couple of things from her. Um, Megan Kelly got together a translator and uh, two translators, but one is actually translating and play acted word for word what this piece of crap said on Lebanese television that he didn't expect you to hear. Now, of course, the American left is not going to hear this part, although the NBC reporter does explain it later. Here we go. Israel is a country that has no place on our land. We must remove that country because it constitutes a security, military, and political catastrophe. Now, do you understand what's going on here? That is a translation of the same guy you just heard, Ghazi Ahmad, on Lebanese television, talking to Muslims. Mm -hmm. Now he's not talking to the American left. He's talking yeah. to Muslims. He never expected us to hear that. To hear that. So now it's being you know, uh, translated for you in sort of like an acting sort of thing. But here it is. To the Arab and Islamic nation, and it must be finished. We are not ashamed to say this with full force. We must teach Israel a lesson, and we will do this again and again. The Al-Aqsa flood is the first time, and there will be a second, a third, a fourth. Because we have the determination, the resolve, and the capabilities to fight. Will we have to pay a price? Yes. And we are ready to pay it. We are called a nation of martyrs, and we are proud to sacrifice martyrs. The occupation must come to an end. Occupation where? In the Gaza Strip? No, I'm talking about all the Palestinian lands. Does that mean the annihilation of Israel? Yes, of course. On October 7th, October 10th, October 1 million, everything we do is justified. That is just the day before he got on NBC News. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for 30 years, they planned this in a hotel room in Philadelphia 30 years ago. Hamas did. Yes, that's right. This is all, this is a strategy they planned to manipulate the American left, to do what they're doing now, the universities, the professors, all the academics, to act the way they're acting now because they've, they've co-opted them through their manipulation with this kind of crap. See what I'm saying? Uh -huh. But you know what? The media is not going to parse this like I'm doing for you right now. They're not. So this is a big problem. This is the biggest problem we have right now. We have people in this country not only hate this country, but have been made to hate this country and to side with terrorists because the terrorists are smarter than us when it comes to handling the media in this country. Crazy. Crazy! Damn. And by the way, CNN is now reporting what I told you about a week ago, but now it's here in writing. CNN, not Fox News again, because everybody's, I get those emails, you get your Fox News hound, aren't you? Actually, I don't have anything from Fox News right here. This is all CNN and NBC. CNN is reporting that Hamas, remember, those are the ones that our students are supporting, are not letting civilians out of the Gaza Strip and in some cases shooting them if they try to leave. 
Yeah, it's actually very, very clear and compelling. We have uh, voice recordings of uh, Gazan civilians that say on the record, yes, uh, Hamas officials are stopping us on the streets and taking away the car keys. Hamas has erected block, uh, checkpoints and they have blocked the main escape route. The main evacuation route has been stopped in various locations by Hamas. We have showed pictures of it. We have disseminated it. I spoke about it on Twitter Live yesterday morning. And it's very, very clear what they're doing. And there's also non-IDF sources of information, international media and other organizations that are saying, despite the fact that they are, you know, intimidated by Hamas in Gaza, they're saying that Hamas is stopping people from evacuating. Okay, play that for some of these protesters. Play that for that Volusia County lady. I don't even know who she was this morning in Volusia County protesting. We did a ceasefire from the river to the sea. Do you did you see the video? So it's uh, it's a pretty raw video. You're not going to want to see it. But what's in the it. video of Hamas just shooting the Palestinians and kicking yep. them into the into the ditch? Yep. Yep, they're just driving down a road trying to leave Gaza Strip into Egypt. And, and they just shoot them and they push them into a ditch. And they're, So they're not protecting the Palestinians. In fact, no. they're killing the Palestinians. Themselves. This is amazing. But again, I mean, the, it, goes all, it all comes back to what we say all the time. The media here in the United States is a traitor. They're all traitors. They're lying to you on a daily basis. And it's not just making up stories. They do little of that, but they do it. But they, the biggest part about it is... Broadcasting news by omission. I mean, uh, uh, you know, keeping some of the stories away from you so you can't tell what's going on yeah. because most people don't know. I mean, you see it with fact checkers on social media a lot. You know, they'll be like, this story's false. I'm like, what part's false? He said it was blue, but it was more of a teal. And I'm like, <laughs> what? So now, our country, what's going on now? Well, it's getting very dangerous here. I am very sorry to say it, but I believe we are at a greater risk today for a major terrorist attack in the United States than we have been at any time since September 11th. And you combine war in the Middle East with an open border on our southern border that is an invitation from the Biden White House. If you're a terrorist and you want to murder Americans, come to Mexico and they'll let you in. That is dangerous as hell. Just this week, federal immigration authorities arrested an illegal immigrant wanted in Senegal for alleged terrorist activities. Two weeks, two weeks after he was released into the country. He came in. They checked him out. Apparently, they didn't have enough of a background check because they didn't find anything, even though he was already wanted, suspect as a terrorist in Senegal, and they let him go free. And then they went and recaptured him. Another one, just this weekend, authorities in Texas have arrested a man accused of... Remember when, when uh, people were scratching their heads after 9-11 going, how did we allow... Uh, Middle Easterners in here to learn how to fly planes but not land them. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how about this one? An authorities in Texas arrested a man accused of studying how to build bombs for a possible attack against Jewish people, and the FBI director used this case as an example of the increased risk of terror in the U.S. now. There is 600,000 known getaways. 600,000 as of last month that we don't know anything about. They just got lucky in these two. And with all of this stuff going on between Israel and Palestine, nobody in our government thought, hmm, probably a good time to close the border. You know what? They don't want the border closed. And I got a guy here. He is the president of the National Border Patrol Council, Brandon Judd. And he talks about this very thing. I have three cuts from him. Let me move up to the second cut. 
Cut number two. This is about why Biden is allowing this. Everything is based upon politics. His litmus is how many people is he going to be able to drive to the to the ballot box? Uh, he knows that if he goes against that base of supporters that wants an open border, he risks not having them to vote for him in the next presidential election. So everything that he does is strictly based upon politics. He doesn't necessarily care about the safety and security of the American people. He cares about what his own personal ambitions are. And that's really upsetting to every single Border Patrol agent that's out there. We put that uniform on every single day. We go out there, we patrol the border. We want to do what's best for the American people. And we would hope that we would have a president that would want to do the exact same thing. No, he doesn't want to do that. So here's the thing. You tell that to a friend, you tell somebody, hey, you know, Biden's letting these people in because it's a voting block. And they'll say, well, <laughs> Democrats say this all the time. Well, they can't vote. There's, there's no way they can. You know, you hear all the time uh, Democrats say, well, these people aren't coming here. They're not going to be able to vote uh, because they're they're in the country illegally. And that's not necessarily mm. th- that's not necessarily true. All you have to do is look at what D.C. just did in, in local elections. You can be illegal and you can vote in local elections. Then, of, then, of course, when you look at it, when if they come here and they're illegal and they marry a United States citizen, now they have a sponsor for that citizenship, which will ultimately lead to be able to vote down the road. That's, that's uh, again, it's all yeah. about politics for the Democrats, and that doesn't serve our country. That's it. They don't care about you, man. You you know, I know there's people out there who still think that, you know, it's Lunch Pail Joe. Mm. He went to work at a factory making Lunch Pails. Oh, all these people care about is making dollars on top of the dollars they already got and making up rules for you while they do it. Yep. All right. Perverts. Get them all. Lock them up. Lock them up. Get them all. Get them all. Lock them up. Perverts. Criminals. Lock them up. Lock them up. Criminals. Lock them up. Get them all. Perverts. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Let's go to Osceola County. So uh, let's know this is Flagler County. Sorry. Well, they were the ones that made the catch, but this crook was all over the place. He was multi-county perv? Yes. What was he doing? Uh, He was luring young teenage girls into what they thought were relationships, and then he would assault them. So he'd make them think that he liked them and that they were actually, like, dating each other? Yeah, the uh, Sheriff Rick Staley has, like, here it is. Yeah, it's actually very, very clear and compelling. That's not we the, have that's the voice oh, recordings. That's not the that's oh, not it. Oh, it's not Everybody yeah. stop talking. <laughs> All right, reset. Okay, let's try that again, shall we? Parents need to know what their kids are doing on social media because this is a prime example of how predators prey on your kids. Flagler County investigators say St. Fort lived in Orlando. They discovered he was in Flagler to meet a young girl. Ultimately, we determined based on his prior history, we had suspicions he was coming here to meet someone. Investigators say St. Fort was already on probation from a 2020 case where he was trying to meet a minor. This guy is a serial predator preying on uh, young uh, females. The sheriff says he met them on social media, then led the girls to believe they were in a dating relationship before forcing them to engage in sex acts. The reason that we were able to identify the other victims is because there was identifying information in their their chats. Wow. So they think there's more out there, too. So he's been charged in both counties. All right. So they're still pending the Orange County one. So each county is like going through their charges. Next county is going through their charges. Orange County is going to go through theirs next week. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what's amazing to me? He's like, 
when COVID happened and we were told by the government to take the COVID shot. Everybody rushed to take the COVID shot, wear a mask. Everybody rushed to wear a mask. You know, we listened then. But when it comes to our kids, Mm. how many people actually hear these stories and go home and check their kids' social media? I know you do. I do. Well, he does not. He doesn't have social media, but I check his phone. But I mean, even that, even that, Jill doesn't keep, tell him, Elliot's not on social media. No. It's going to cost you. Yeah, but I made him a deal and I saw this, uh, I think it was on the news, a lady made a deal with her son that he wasn't going to be on social media until he was 18 and then on his 18th birthday, she would give him $1,800 to go towards a car or whatever he wanted to use it for. So I made the same deal with my son, except it's 16. So I'll give him $1,600 on his 16th birthday. Elliot, here's the thing though, with boys it's easier because he doesn't care about social media. I think he asked me once, two years ago, if he could get TikTok. I said no, and he was like, okay. And he went back in his room. Like he doesn't, it's not as important, I think, to young boys as it is to girls. Yeah. My friends could have never made that deal with their daughters. They'd be like, no, I don't care how much money it is. I'm not giving it, you know? But I mean, you're the parent. You're the one that says, well, guess what? You're still not getting social media, and now you don't have the money either. Yes, <laughs> so. right? You're doing it the nice way. I'd be like, how about you just do what I say? Yeah. <laughs> so the social media thing, I don't have to worry about. I do have to watch and see who he's chatting with on the video games, which it's only his friends. It's kind yeah, of blocked. That's, that's where that guy gave up all those military secrets. Right. And then- Oh, yeah, that's right. Right? His phone, I check, and I don't even keep it a secret. I'll just- And I'm not like, give me your phone. Let me see what you're doing. I'll just randomly, if his phone's sitting down on his bed, I pick it up and I start scrolling through it. And he doesn't even, he doesn't even, what are you doing? That's my phone. It doesn't- Right. He knows. I, I do not keep it from him. I go, I'm going to check your phone from time to time. But we'll, we will, you know, it's like, well, okay. There we go. Passengers on JetBlue waiting for a flight here, uh, coming here from New York City on Monday, experienced an unexpected delay when someone's bag went up in flames. What? <laughs> the chaos ensued. It was caught on camera with flight attendants. Nobody does anything to help anybody anymore. They stand there and video it? Right. And go, oh, look at her bag burning. Flight attendants pouring water on the backpack was on the video after it ignited before takeoff. Jimmy, Livy, Jimmy Levy says that he eventually realized the fire was caused by a portable battery that he was carrying in his bag. When you can go as a man and get a drug that causes you to What is going on here, man? Are you on the wrong day? No, it says Monday. Flight attendants pour water on someone's backpack after it ignited before takeoff. I was laying down. I closed my eyes after two minutes and then I hear a big explosion. I open my eyes and then I see a ball of fire. (laughs) coming from under the seat in front of me and it was my backpack and it comes up and I push it down and at first it hits my lap and burns my thigh a little bit and I push it and start stomping on it. The flames also singed his beard and hands. Everyone had to get off the plane and the cause of the fire was found, a portable battery in Levy's backpack. The most important thing is that everyone is safe, that that got put out, that the crew did a great job doing it. Wow. Jeez. God, I don't like those lithium batteries, man. I'm telling you, you got to be careful. And you st- once it's on fire and you step on it, it's like stepping, it just gets bigger. Yeah. And yeah. don't you just have to wait for it to burn out? Well, I mean, or is there a special stuff you can use to. I'm sure they have special stuff, but even even with that, it's tough. I mean, water is like, doesn't do anything. Yeah. They just got lucky that the flight was delayed. That what it wasn't happening midair. Right? No. And speaking of airlines, you see this uh, in Australia the other day. Um, this lady gets to the airport. I guess her she got there late. 
She missed her flight, but she wasn't going to miss her flight. Mm -hmm. So she ran out, hit the emergency door, went down the stairs, onto the tarmac, and chased the plane down the taxiway. She had places to be. Like they're going to let her in. And the Today Show is is uh, in Australia, too. It's sort of our like our Today Show. They'll put a reporter out there that'll state the obvious and really not tell you anything, but right. look good doing it. Here we go. Oh, it's really uncommon. People generally obey the security rules. They understand why they're in place. This person would have had to push through the staff at the check-in gate, go down the aero bridge, and then maybe push over a door, an emergency exit to get out. This all takes intent, um, and I don't know. She must have been delusional. Or, or, or on some sort of drugs, perhaps, but she wasn't functional to, to attempt that. It was yeah. simply just crazy, and she would never succeed anyway because aircraft are not configured to, to stop and take on passengers like that. Is there anything there that we already knew? I mean, it's amazing. But um, there was a guy standing, like there always is, at yeah. the window waiting for another flight who moved on over when he saw what was going on and just a little, you know, recording of it. How comes? just funny. It sounds like an air raid. Right. But she's running out there and she's waving at the co-pilot like, can you let me in? Like, it's a car. Wait a minute. <laughs> hold, the, hold the plane. I mean, I, I gotta tell you, she has she had some gumption. She had some spirit. Yeah, but what did she think was gonna happen? Like She this, thought they were gonna lower the- flight attendant's gonna let the thing down. <laughs> Hurry, grab my hand. <laughs> Want to save big on your next flight? I sure do. Well, how fast are you? Pretty fast, I guess. That's the spirit. And with That's the Spirit Airlines, if you can chase the plane on the tarmac and catch up to it, your flight is free. That's right. Just lace up your running shoes and bust onto the tarmac and chase down that plane for big savings. Welcome aboard. That's the Spirit Airlines. This is your captain speaking. If you look onto the tarmac, you'll see a few people running towards the aircraft to get their free ticket. And oh, that one guy just tripped over a baggage handler's foot. It's down to two people. And oh, that lady just ran out of steam and here comes the last guy and oh man he just got sucked into the engine oh well that's the spirit airlines <laughs> if you can catch up to the plane you fly for free try it today the sunny update i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 
Big Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Crazy talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So we're going to get to the bottom of this. Well, what so is there to get in the bottom of? It is what it is. People are ruining everything that's fun. Yeah, but it's not just the people. It's the people that have the fun are altering the fun they give us. Right. Because of some snowflakes. So everybody loves the cartoon The Simpsons. Been around forever. Forever and ever, as long as I can remember. There's TV shows, there's specials, there's a Simpsons movie. Everything's great. And if you remember, Homer chokes Bart a lot of the time whenever he gets into trouble. Absolutely. Grabs him by the throat. Yeah. It's funny. Their dynamic is funny. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, Rick does the same thing to me all the time. All totally. the time. <laughs> well, after 35 <laughs> seasons, Homer Simpson will no longer strangle Bart. What? In a recent what, what? episode, he said he won't do it anymore because times have changed. Listen to this. Uh, you uh, this gotta... is this is where uh, Homer's meeting another gentleman and he goes to shake his hand. Um, it's a uh, it's the, the episode's called McMansion and Wife, and Homer and Marge go to meet a new neighbor basically, and they go over there and they go to shake his hand, and this is what happens. Whoa, that's quite a grip. See, Marge, strangling the boy is paid off. Just kidding. I don't do that anymore. Times have changed. Why? You, you know what? Know, then I'm not watching. You want to know why they're changing it? Because it in, it depicts child abuse. It's a cartoon, you freaking idiots. Yeah, it depicts a lot of stuff. Oh. I believe the snowflakes are our future. Protect them well from stuff that'll ruin their day. Which incidentally is most everything they find. Oh, God. So are we taking away Tom and Jerry? No, they took that away a long Wiley time ago. Coyote. Bugs Bunny. Three Stooges. Yeah, like when it's a Saw movie, it's fine. But apparently the Simpsons, no. (laughs) Right? Right. He's right. He is absolutely 100% right. Ren and Stimpy. Oh, that, now that one, there was a lot of innuendo in Ren and Stimpy that I guess I didn't notice as a kid. Well, that's the whole point. Like SpongeBob used to have the same thing. It'd be entertaining for adults as well as the children. Well, that got ruined. They all get ruined. Thank you, snowflakes. So now, Rick, when we were discussing this early this morning, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. The Simpsons are taking out Homer strangling Bart because they think it depicts child abuse. So they're, they're taking it out of the cartoon. He goes, I have an idea. The idea is we rent a theater and we give away tickets on the air and it's going to be a cartoon violence for like three hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we'll do some catering. But now I have to talk to this company. The, our entire, and, and I, I love women. I married one, so it's not like I have anything against women, but they don't get it. So it's not going to be like, I'm. it's not going to be an easy sell for the promotions department mm-hmm. and, the, and the management here. I'm going to have to convince them that this is really a good idea, number one, then number two, that it's worth doing when they have no clue because none of them watch any of those cartoons. Right, and they're well, gonna go. Well, I don't understand the purpose, and that's not really. And can't they just can't they just watch these at home? And, yeah, maybe we give away, you know, a Netflix subscription. Have you guys ever heard the expression? Uh, it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Or yeah. if you want something dumb right, do it yourself. Yeah, but the yeah. problem is, is who's gonna shout the money for a theater? It's not cheap. Yeah, we'd have to rent out a theater, and then we'd have to have the theater agree to run. We have to find those those films. The movies that are, let's see, Tom and Jerry, Three Stooges, Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny and the Coyote. And somebody's got to draft a waiver for people to sign, so, you know, in case they don't get their boo-boo feelings are hurt, we're not found liable. Remember in the Bugs Bunny where the shotgun goes down one hole and the barrel comes up through another hole? 
Yeah, it's always and a not. Yeah, it's still and shoots. And as a kid, you don't question it. You're like, why did that grow so long? Maybe we could do so a thing said, where what? there's a like a restaurant or some sort of venue that would let us come there with a big projector screen and do it, and they could serve food and drinks, and everyone could hang out, and then we I mean, can watch the. We're cartoons. having the promotions meeting on the air. <laughs> I mean, we could also just set up our laptop in the parking lot and have people <laughs> on a little folding table. Come see oh, us. It's just not going to happen. I know. All right, here's something. Now, I have this picture pulled up on my computer. Um, I'll tell you her name, but I'm not saying this woman's name first because it'll distract Rick. Man. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, When I tell you, you can look in the privacy of your own studio over there. Boobs McGillicuddy? Uh, She might as well be. Really? What's her name? No, I'm not telling you. I don't want you to come over here and look. Come on, I want you to get up because I want your real reaction of the oh pictures God. I have put up. This is a model that spent $100,000 to look like what she calls the ultimate bimbo. Oh, okay. Her name is Sapphire Saint. So come here, here Rick. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> that's a little much. Whoa. So this okay. oh. so smoke came in here too. So you got to see this is, she did this on purpose. So obviously is she wants clear, to. Is there a clear picture without a filter? Um, I think she uses oh, a lot of filters. She's probably got a lot going on oh, with her face. Well, that's... Internet, everybody has a filter. Yeah, on. they're not going to let her on an airplane with those. Is that... Oh, that's a tattoo. Yeah, so this lady wow. went through a bunch of surgeries. Oh. She wanted to look like a bimbo. Six surgeries, I think it is, to enlarge her chest from a size A to a size H. But that's not all. She also had a nose job, butt implants, a cat eye lift, removal... Oh, is that why her eyes look so big? yes. And then, how do you enlarge your eyeballs? Is that a surgery? To become a total bim, she would have to remove her brain, too. I don't Uh, think she had one to begin with, or she wouldn't have gone through all this. She removed four of her ribs. For what? What's that? Well, here's what I want to (laughs) know. Why would you Can you just go into the doctor and be like, yeah, I don't need a couple of these. You can remove, how many do I absolutely need to keep my organs in? Okay, just take the rest of them then. That's fine. I think as long as you're paying, they're like, sure, no problem. But at what point do you become an irresponsible doctor for just removing ribs just because? She asked for it. Dude, they'll do anything. You know that. I just don't get why you'd... Are they really in the way? I guess. <laughs> Which ones? What? The ribs. The ribs. Oh, of th- those boobs? Yeah, probably. She says that her She's... sugar daddy ex-husband, who she oh. met on a sugar daddy website, wanted mm. her to have a mm. fake look, uh, fake look, excuse me, so he initially was the one paying for all the stuff that she was getting done. She said these days, however, she proudly pays for her own surgeries and focuses on her work as a self-proclaimed bimbo and adult performer. Well, you can't really do much else when you look like that. So. I like to focus on my work as an adult performer. Focus on my work. Well, she's got to make it sound like art because, you know, oh. living her best life with those H's. Yeah, they're really uh, round. They look like medicine balls. Yeah, they don't. Out there. Yeah, she can never sleep on your stomach ever again. She's I... one of those rap guys' girlfriends. <laughs> they they are probably hard as a rock. Yeah. You know, and they're not. Um... Advances in boob technology have come a long way. Really? Oh, yeah. They get the, a whole different thing now. It's no How longer you, bags of silicone. You get this whole saline. thing. It's like a, a, a gummy bear. Really? And then they yeah. fill it once it goes in you. How do you know that? Uh, my lawyer used to have some. They feel very real. You felt, you felt your, your lawyer's your lawyer? boobs. <laughs> Got it. Uh, I was a young man back in the day. And you're, what kind of lawyer is like, you want to touch him? <laughs> I mean, you know, we, Before you leave and we file these affidavits, you want to touch him or see him or something? We drink a lot. You drink with your lawyer? I did, yeah. First of all, why do you have a lawyer? Yeah, what was a lawyer for? He didn't need a lawyer. He no, just wanted you just, to get big boobs. You just, just have case? to have somebody that's going to answer the phone at three in the morning. Boobs, that's what boobs, you're boobs. For. Brazier, oh, that's Orlando. What she was. So she yeah, wasn't it's a lawyer on retainer. She wasn't. I didn't need her to defend lawyer. me yet. 
boobs well, yeah, for the people. Her. I paid her a monthly amount to always answer my phone. <laughs> she was a booty call that you paid? No, she was a lawyer. So if I ever get in trouble, you pay $25 a month. This person is guaranteed to answer your phone call anytime, day or night, and get you out of hock. I feel what? like she's answering your phone anytime, day or night for something else. Yeah. No, I didn't actually. That rhymes with hawk. <laughs> Chill. Ow! <laughs> wow. Rick just broke his finger. <laughs> Ow! Chill, coming in hot. You hang out with us too much. I know. It's nothing but <laughs> filth and drugs on this show. It's awful. It's nothing but toilet humor. I can't even stand it. <laughs> to go repent. <sighs> um. I feel bad doing the story now, but it's actually, I don't want to bring us down, but Matthew Perry's funeral was over the weekend. I think it was oh, on yeah. Friday. Oh, yeah. Forest yeah. Lawn Memorial Park in LA. Everybody was there. Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cock, David Schwimmer, uh, Matt <laughs> LeBlanc, Lisa Kudrow. Uh, not a lot of people there. You know what I did here? <laughs> what? I heard something, but go ahead. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Um, in his memoir which I haven't read. I was reading excerpts of it. There's a part of it that talks about this. I don't want to call it an antibiotic, but it's a drug that he's on that's supposed to help former addicts stay clean. And I forget the name of it. It begins with an S. And he was on it for a while. And in his memoir, he says, they say I'll be on this specific drug for a while, if not the rest of my life. And then one of the side effects, which sounded weird to me, so that's why I didn't, print that story out because I still needed to vet it. It said one of the side effects of the medication is and I've never heard of the side effect before, don't be submerged in like hot water for long periods of time. Oh, yeah. Um, but you would think someone that's been on that drug for a while would know the side effect and not spend all of their days sitting in a hot tub if that were the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't you know that? Uh, you would assume, yeah. But, but he took drugs. I mean... Yeah, so of course that's speculation, but he was late. You know, that's another thing. Friday. Most people, like uh, I have people over, I have a hot tub, and I have people over, and they get in, they go, it's cool. Can you turn it up? And I go, yeah, but I'm getting out. I mean, it's you know, most hot. people go in a hot tub at 104. Yeah. I go at 98. Yeah. My friends have a hot tub, and I can't stay in it for very long. It's I 104. Yeah. You're not in the ski. If you're in a ski area, it's different. Right. The but minute you get like, out, I mean, you, you you have this balance there when it's like zero. I find it's usually uh, women too. They like it real hot. Like, well, I just like the first layer of my skin to come off. <laughs> I can be in for maybe a few minutes, and then it's like, I feel like I can't breathe. It's a hundred and four. So then I have to step up and get out. I'm like, it's too hot in here for me. And it elevates your blood temperature. It elevates your body temperature. And then I don't feel good until I go jump in the regular pool. You know, you yeah. jump in the regular pool and it's ultra cold after you get out of the hot tub. Uh-huh. And then I feel like I can breathe again. Whew. Um, last week we spoke about the Beatles new song that's out. You don't still have it, do you? Yeah, let me see if I can get it. It's called Now and Then. Now, basically what happened was when John Lennon died, Yoko Ono found the album and gave it to the remaining Beatles. They were going to work on it. Then they were like, oh, it's too hard to lift his voice. We're going to put it. Yoko, I yeah, think yeah. so, yeah. We can arrest her for that, can't we? So then we they put it aside and recently, I guess in the recent years, decided to work on it. Um, it would be Paul and Ringo were the ones that finished working on it. And then this they decided to release it. So it's called Now and Then. It's okay. Um, you remember released. what you labeled it? Probably Now and Then. You did? Now or and Beatles. Then. Did I just, re- ah. just look for Beatles? No? I feel I'm like looking. it's one of those songs that got released now but should have been released then. So I, I didn't, I, I've never really been holder angst 
I've, it's called Beatles. Oh, I got it. You got it? Um, you want to hear a little bit of it? Yeah, go ahead. I know it's true. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a high school word. It's all because of you. That's why it doesn't get really... Why do people do that? Uh-huh. They should be... I'll tell you, if I become a famous artist, first clause in the contract, never, ever release anything that I didn't approve of. I will remember that when you become a big artist. No, but it's like Prince. He's got. There's albums out there now with yeah. Prince's stuff that he... That he wouldn't have wanted released no. because it wasn't his best stuff. No. So, yeah, the... the <laughs> I guess they're proud of it, Paul and Ringo. I don't know what Yoko feels about it. She obviously turned it over to them, so she obviously wanted it released. Um <laughs> This is Yoko's album, by the way. <laughs> no, that's her real album, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, that's her doing some art thing. She's. Oh, is, it, is that the one from the museum in New York? Yeah. Yes. Lower Manhattan. She gets she's an, just yelling. And there's people gathering around like it's the most amazing thing ever. They she's do having, that. She's having convulsions. They do that. Have you ever seen, uh, you have probably don't watch Sex in the City, but there's an episode of Sex in the City where they go to this art museum in the middle of New York to watch this lady that's just sitting there in a chair disheveled and it's art and people will just go and stare at her and they're like and the main character Carrie Bradshaw is like what are we doing here and they're like oh this is amazing it's her you know representation of a struggle to be a woman and she's like how long do we have to stay we just sit here and stare at her and so she's joking she's like I'll bet you in the middle of the night when nobody's here she climbs down that ladder and goes over and gets a Big Mac at McDonald's right and she like starves herself so it's art's weird I mean I know it's subjective and people are like it's what I think is art. I mean, people, what did the guy tape a, ba- a banana peel to a... Duct tape a banana mm-hmm. peel to a wall. And then the other one was what, a pickle with some ketchup that was thrown onto a canvas? Yep. Wasn't that another mm-hmm, one? Mm-hmm. And then somebody took the, uh, stole the banana peel and... Cl- ate oh, it. Ate it. Claimed that was art. Right. And then, and then there was a, a frame with blank canvas. Remember that one? Yep. Which was art. Uh, what was the one where the guy had it in a thing, and as soon as like somebody bought the painting, it went through a shredder that was in the bottom of the frame, and it shredded the whole thing? <laughs> Damn. He's like, there you go. You got what you paid for. That's your art. Well, oh, my God. <laughs> if you didn't like the new song, Now and Then, the new old song, I should say, from the Beatles, the new release, we'll call it, uh, You, I don't know how you're going to feel about the outtake album, and there is one. Yeah. The new Beatles song, Now and Then, is taken from John Lennon's unfinished recording sessions. Now check out more of what he didn't want the public to hear. John Lennon's Outtake album. Old MacDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O, whatever that means. Every song on the album is just a bored John Lennon messing around in front of a tape recorder. One eight seven seven calls for kids. K-A-R-S. Wait, how do you spell cars? These Lennon tracks are so raw, some of them aren't even songs. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Hmm, I think me guitar is out of tune. Others are just dull tidbits from Lennon's private life. Yoko, here's me grocery list. 
milk, bread, potato crisps. The new John Lennon Outtake album. Sure, it sucks, but you hardcore Beatles fans will buy anything. I am the walrus. I am the egg man. Oh, that reminds me. Yoko, pick up some eggs as well, my love. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Hey, you're with Stupid News of the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Who's the stupid one now? With Jill and Smokestack. So James Demetrius Jackson IV uh, was upset because when he got home, he opened the sandwich he got from a store nearby and it wasn't what he ordered. So he did what any of us would do. He got his gun and marched back down to that restaurant and threatened the 16-year-old behind the counter. <laughs> like that's going to do anything. When the cops showed up, he said that uh, that's not how it went down. He says the employees were laughing at him and he was in fear for his life because of the laughing. Oh, yeah, that scares me. You want to feel insignificant as far as finances go? Oh, More. I already do. <laughs> the largest internally flawless, fancy, vivid blue diamond named Blue Royale is set to be auctioned tomorrow by Christie's in Geneva for $50 million as the starting point. 17.6 carat rare gem. Dude, what do you do with that, though? I don't know. I have this cool rock, honey. What is it, 7.6 carats? 17. Holy cow. Yeah, this other one just um, sold. The Oppenheimer Blue sold for 14.6 carats, sold for $57 million. What do you do with it? Really, what do you, what do, you do with oh, that? Oh, wow. It's a pretty. It's pretty. But what do you do with it? Um, it's on a ring setting, so I guess you wear it. 17 carats on a ring? Isn't that like a boulder? Well, doesn't Kim Kardashian and all them, didn't they have like massive diamonds that took up their whole finger? Aren't you worried about getting your hand cut off at that point? I, I, well, not even that. It's like that's hard to do anything with a... Right, you can't with wash a, dishes. No, you can't. Well, it would right. get caught on everything, yeah. I feel like, no matter what. You'd probably scratch your kid with it a couple snag times. Snag your big, huge thong of your Kim Kardashian. Well, it'll snag something, yeah. You can't wear that. That's something you put on at the end of the, you know, at the end after you get done getting dressed. It's not something you wear daily, I would think. You just put it on to look at it and then put it back. <laughs> yeah. Hotel valet thought he was going to be cute. Uh, this guy uh, went on a uh, first date here with his brand new Audi RS7. Smoke Tom. That's a nice car. It's Audis nice. are nice. And it's very expensive, too. It's like very Like 200 grand, 300 grand. Holy cow. Yeah. For a car? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's cars. Uh, what's that Mercedes? The What's that one, Mark? The the Mahmoud? What's the name of that car? The McLaren? The McLaren? That's a $500,000 oh. car. The McLaren oh. F1? Yeah, that's a jet engine with like one seat attached. Yeah, it's a half a million dollars. There's cars out there now. Anyway, the valet claimed that the car was stolen. Everybody said, yeah, right. So he took the Audi for a ride while the guy valeted it and went into the hotel, the Pendry Hotel, to have a dinner date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he got out, uh, yeah, his car was destroyed. So this guy, Brian Elder, I'm sorry, the, uh, the driver, the uh, valet driver, valet service guy, took the car for a ride, went to a meetup where they were meeting up to race cars. Oh. When he got there, he parked in the parking lot of the 7-Eleven store, and that's when somebody with a gun put it to his face and said, get out of the car. No. Uh-oh. Yeah, so they carjacked him, they took the car and absolutely destroyed it. Investigators say Valet Jordan Richardson drove the vehicle to a car meetup event in Canton, and when he got out of the car, more thieves were waiting to move in. While he was doing that, three more people run and jump in the car while he's in the back 
and they steal it from him. Wow, it is destroyed. Officers recovered the vehicle that night outside an apartment building where it had been abandoned. Destroyed the whole body. The whole body was destroyed so badly the doors wouldn't open, neither would the sunroof. Every part of the car is totaled, completely totaled. I would cry. Yeah, so good luck getting another job, you friggin' idiot. I saw saw a fender bender this weekend right outside Uh by, like, over off of Colonial where the Target is. Mm -hmm. And I guess the guy stopped short. He wasn't paying attention. He slams on his brakes, so the car behind him smacks into the back of him, right? So then he gets out. I'm at the other intersection, and I'm watching it. And he gets out and he's flailing his hands because I look to see what kind of car he has. And he's got a really nice white Mercedes. Oh. Looks brand new. And I'm like, oh, he's probably so mad because she ran into the back of his Mercedes. And then I look at her car because he's probably like, I have a Mercedes and you have a dumpy car. She's got a Lexus SUV. Right. So it was this collision. But she had a big uh, like grate on the front of her car. Right, so no damage. Nothing happened to hers. And he's flailing his hands and pointing across the street. And he's yelling. And I was like, oh, that's not going to end well. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, rich people and their problems. I know. I saw an interesting one uh, yesterday. These construction guys, a bunch of like trimming stuff just slides right off the back of the ladder rack in the middle of the Semeron intersection. Oh! And there's like nowhere for them to pull over. They're like, where do we go? And there's a guy like sitting there waiting, like, who's gonna pick this crap up? And like, you see how long people's attention span is? Cause he's sitting there, he's like, all right, I guess I'll hold up traffic till these guys can get out there. 10 seconds, he's like, all right, I've had enough. <laughs> Goes right over it. Man. Oh, wow. Bad. So anyway, uh, I'm uh, opening a GoFundMe. Really? Uh, yeah, because I'm going to need some money pretty soon to uh, either, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of perplexed right now. So what's happening, this is going to happen to you, Smoke. Smoke moved into his first house. You said it's not the first time you moved in with a girlfriend, right? Yeah. No, he's yeah, lived man, with. I've, I've, he's lived with others. He's lived with the women's yeah. before. But this has a this has a certain domesticated tint to it. I just feel like this how is good. Gonna... We're both adults with money now, so now it's just the stakes are higher. And how did the move go this weekend? Y'all done? <laughs> what are you kidding me? No. How did the move? You, do you guys actually move in two days? Yeah. No, I don't. I moved in move. one day. Wow. How? Well, one day I moved. We moved. <laughs> oh, I have a kid. Free labor. Who's who's this we stuff? I don't have. It's my husband and his friends moved the uh, other stuff. We all moved stuff, but then the second day the movers came to move all the big stuff. Oh, I movers! Can't, I can't have stuff in two places for too long. I'll go crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, we we have all the basics and stuff kind of moved, but yeah, little by little it's. So anyway, um, my wife has purposed every room in the house <laughs> for something for her. I mean, it's like, it used to be where, you know, I'd have an office, but I also have a room where maybe the, the computer go, well, actually the computer was going in the family room where okay. I could play video games and watch TV. Okay. And then there would be another room that would be an everybody room and have games and stuff in it, stuff you could do. Yeah. That's gone. Computer can't be in the family room anymore because now we got all those uh, uh, live, live, gather. There has to be decor. Vom- vomit, whatever those signs are. They got that. <laughs> I'm going to get you a sign that says vomit for Christmas. <laughs> There's a Good bunch of signs. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, you can't ruin the decor with a computer desk, so that's gone. Yeah, those are ugly. Then, of course, then then the, her, her daughter had grandkids. We have grandkids, so we have to have a room for them, even though they live 1,200 miles away and only show up once a year. And when they show up, they don't like to use the room that we've made for them. <laughs> so in the room is... Three beds for infants. They're no mm-hmm. longer infants. And there's toys. Like You think I just had a three-year-old. There's toys <laughs> through the ceiling. That room can't be used. Okay. That's for when the grandkids come and don't use it. Do you have a oh. guest room? Then we have a guest room, which is 
is the daughter's room. Okay. Which is where the daughter sleeps when she comes here maybe twice a year. Okay. And the kids pile in there. Okay. okay? Fine. There's one more room left. And it's the best yours? room in the house. It was it was a room that we all shared. It was great views, sunlight. Went in there. Now she started a second business. We have the DeBarry Diner. Now she's got this rock business. Cray Cray, Kitty Kitty Crystal. Yeah, they're crystals. It's doing great, by the way. I'm I know. Gonna, I'm going to be a kept man. This I'm so excited. This is insane that this <laughs> so business goes so well. going to be kept somewhere else. <laughs> right. I'm going to be kept somewhere else. So that room's gone too because now that's the rock studio. This is oh. the storage where they keep yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's got her own cl- office. It's a closet office. Okay. So the closet in our master bedroom is not mine either. So the bathroom in the main ba- bedroom is... Her sink, my sink, but somehow I think the house tilted one day. <laughs> All the crap in her sink slid over to my side. Every cabinet's full of, I don't know, spray, douche, things, <laughs> things with hoses. Things with goo, hoses. Goo and, and, and lots All of- All of her makeup and her facial stuff. thousand bottles of wrinkle-free something. Give so me that's, one. I need so that's expensive. That's gone. So you've drained the hot tub so, and put all your stuff in there? <laughs> Dude, I, that's a good idea. Might be the only thing I got. So I, I moved. I'm thinking, okay, the only place I got, I got a little sliver of an office that's smaller than a closet. And I got the, the garage. It's my, I never thought I'd say this because it's so cliche. I thought, oh, no, that's stupid men do that. You know, I think, oh, well, this would be my sanctuary. The problem is, and it happened again last night. I cleaned the garage this weekend. You know, open the door. Here comes the trash. Garbage. She just throws it in there. Just throws it in there. Like, it's just, (laughs) imagine if I went in her her closet and just started throwing (laughs) So I don't know where I'm going to go, but I need some money. This is Rick. And Rick is nearly homeless. Is it because Rick's house is being taken over by the bank? No, it's being taken over by his wife, Angie, room by room. Rick used to have his own personal space, like his office and a spot in the living room to play video games. But sadly, it's all been lost to Angie's countless projects. Now, Rick's only refuge is a small corner of his garage. Soon, even that will be replaced with more of Angie's crap. But you can help. Donate to the Save Rick from Becoming Homeless Foundation and help build a modest addition to his home. A place where Rick can hang pictures of motorcycles and tool calendars with bikini models for about the cost of a cup of coffee and a state-of-the-art deadbolt with a keypad. Rick can buy a cup of coffee and a state-of-the-art deadbolt with a keypad to make sure Angie can't take over this new space too, unless she hires a locksmith or figures out the passcode because Rick will set it to something stupid like 1111. So please give to the Save Rick from Becoming Homeless Foundation because if you have a wife that takes up every last inch of space in the house and what man doesn't? You two could end up living in a cardboard box right next to Rick. Wake up, everybody! Stream the Rick Stacy Morning Show at 1059sunnyfm.com. Yeah, we're talking about Israel a lot because there's a lot going on and some developments now that you'll never learn anywhere else. Not because we're so great or it's, it's just they won't tell you. So it's easy for me to say that because it's like nobody else is telling you. I don't get it. I don't either. Eric Bowling is probably the only one that tells you. Who's Eric Bowling? He used to be on Fox News. Now he's on Newsmax. And I was at the uh, diner sitting at the counter Friday and just happened to catch it. I, I don't really watch Newsmax. I don't even I don't watch Fox News. I'll get some of their sound bites because they have them on the internet. 
you know, I look up the story, Fox News or somebody has a soundbite, I'll get it. It's not because I sit there and watch this stuff. But this one caught my ear because this tells you what's really going on. Uh, and he explains it here. It's a little lengthy, but I want you to listen to it because it kind of sets, it tells you how long this has been going on with Hamas. I had no idea. And we had this angry guy, probably a Palestinian or some kind of sympathizer, write us the other day. I'm ignorant. I don't know what I'm talking about. He wanted to come up here and teach me the history, which doesn't matter. I don't. I could care less what the history is. I'm trying to learn a lot of it just for my own sake, mm -hmm. but the history doesn't matter. That doesn't apply to October 7th. What happened October 7th is a terrorist group without, without any cause at that point. You could say it's accumulated cause. Okay, fine. Still, go after the Israeli military. Don't go after innocent civilians having a dance party in the middle of the desert, you bunch of cowards. That's what you are. You're a bunch of cowards. If you really wanted to make a point, go after the people that are keeping you down, like you always say. Go after the Israeli military, not a bunch of teenagers dancing. I mean, come on. God, that guy pissed me off. Just went after off. a crowd of people, I guess. Yeah, and, and then they get on. Look, this is all a ploy. They have been working on this for 30 years. Here's the story. It all started with an influencing campaign dating back 30 years ago. It started in a hotel room in Philly in 1993. The FBI wiretapped this meeting. And I said it last hour, I'll say it again. These people like Hamas and China and to some extent Russia, but not as, they're not that smart. They're too drunk. How dare you? No, but you know, hey, it's cold. I'd be drunk. Yes, um, Milos drink lots. So anyway, uh, these people like China, especially, and Hamas, this terrorist group in particular, and Hezbollah, they're not stupid people. These aren't like dummies. These aren't like idiots just lashing out. They, they are very methodical, patient. They plan things, and they've been planning this since 1993. The FBI recorded the meeting in Philadelphia through a wiretap. It all happened after a signing of something called the Oswald Peace Accords between Israel and Palestine and the Palestinian Authority. I don't know a lot about that. I'll tell you when I don't know something. But that's when this started. That meeting, they debated how to sabotage the agreement and generate support for Hamas by influencing Muslims in America and the American left. I am quoting what went on in that meeting. They knew the U.S. government would designate Hamas, them, as a terror group. And they wanted to use this to their advantage. So they worked out a strategy in messaging. They framed the conflict in religious terms for Muslims in other countries, in Muslim countries, and they framed them in other terms for Americans to clearly understand. Eric Bowling explains the rest of it. During that meeting, they plotted their propaganda campaign. They knew they couldn't change Washington, D.C.'s mind, but they knew there were Americans gullible enough to believe them, and they were right. And how do you appeal to the American people? Actually, let me be more specific. The American left. Well, apparently it's quite easy. Let's not hoist a large Islamic flag, they said, and let's not be barbaric talking, one of the participants said, according to the FBI wiretaps. We will remain a front so that if the terror designation happens, we will benefit from the new developments instead of having all of our organizations classified and exposed. And still quoting, I swear by Allah that war is deception, another one said. Deceive, camouflage, pretend that you're leaving while you're walking that way. See? Mm -hmm. Now, remember what he just said right there. 
Now, this leader from the Hamas organization came out this weekend and said that on NBC said, oh, we want a ceasefire as well. We want our people to come home and we want uh, your hostages to be safe and return to your homes. He did that for an American audience, especially the American left and the people that are protesting out there, you know, from the river to the sea. Like we have a big protest in Volusia County this weekend by Palestinians who don't even know what's going on in their own country. They're got in Gaza, Hamas... Hamas is shooting Palestinians who are trying to leave for safety. Yep. Just to give you one example, there's much more, many more examples than that. They use Palestinians as shields to protect themselves. They built the tunnels underneath Gaza to protect themselves, the terrorist organization, not the civilians. So anyway, so he tells the Americans one thing, turns around on a Lebanese broadcast and tells them an entirely different story, how we have to wipe out Israel. That is our cause. We'll do it the, we'll do it two two more times, three more times, a millionth time. Go ahead. What was first, the, the Lebanese broadcast or this one? That- Lebanese broadcast okay. was first. So NBC was aware of the Lebanese broadcast. And I played, I'll play it again later, but uh, Megyn Kelly got a translator to translate what he said on nice. the Lebanese broadcast. But Eric Boland is making the point here that they have propaganda for us that we eat up and they have manipulated half this country into doing what they're doing right now, which is basically supporting Hamas. 30 years later, we can see that their strategy has finally worked. Widespread support for Hamas's barbaric actions on October 7th didn't come out of thin air so to speak, from the identification of Israel with white privilege to old-fashioned anti-Semitism. The terror group's networks in the U.S. played a key role. Now they're happening and they're operating from within. And having been here for some time, they also understand how politics and media narratives work here. It's no coincidence that groups like Black Lives Matter, university professors and students, and the far-left faction in our own government not only fall for it, but also peddle Hamas propaganda with gusto. Now, here's how they do it. This is really, I mean, think about this. This is ingenious, actually. Um, Hamas takes incidents of racism in the United States and then feeds them back to us, telling us that they're suffering in, in Gaza and the Palestinians are suffering the same things we suffer here, as in George Floyd. Right. And this is the Hamas leader saying that very thing. I'll translate as best I can here. I want to take this opportunity to remember the racist murder of George Floyd. George Floyd was killed as a result of racist ideology held by some people. Remember, this is the Hamas leader talking. Here we go. The same type of racism that killed George Floyd is being used by Israel against us, Hamas and the Palestinians. So you see how it works? You see what they do? We think like you and vice versa. We're together. We're one team. And that's why you're seeing what you're seeing in our universities. They fooled the American left into thinking we're on your side. We're all about George Floyd getting murdered. And we we needed to, you know, do something about it. We're all the same. We're oppressed. It's the oppressor against the the oppressed Mm -hmm. against the oppressor. It's the same thing. They did all this. They met 30 years ago and planned everything. So anytime there's a racist incident in the United States, they make sure and get that across to the professors, to Black Lives Matter when they were viable, and they get it through to the young people who are mush brains. Did they not get the latest report? 
from doctors saying George Floyd didn't die because of the cop? No, they don't but care about that. he died because of the fentanyl overdose. And you that. know what? They know that the American left still doesn't believe the truth about that whole thing. So, you know, but they they, they manipulate half our country. That's smart. Because I'm sorry, they're manipulative. To, no, no, manipulatable. What's the word I'm trying to say? To be Malleable. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the hard part for me is that like yeah of course there's always been bad people out there trying to manipulate you into believing one thing or another for their own benefit but at what point do you draw the line and go wait a second nobody we're too gullible man yeah, and you know what now they're here now they're here we don't know how many are here mm-hmm. but they're here now so uh, in Washington, D.C., pro-Palestinian protesters vandalized the gates of the White House with red paint and attempted to scale a fence around the president's residence. Did <laughs> you see this? Yeah. This the was insane. They were cl- climbing the fence. They were throwing stuff at Secret Service. They all had Palestinian flags. I mean, they were saying F. Joe Biden. Yep. Wasn't the, the guy thing- on the roof usually shoot at people for that? Well, you know what? I was thinking, take the Palestinian flags away, lift them up, move them over here like it's a board game, and put MAGA hats on all of them. What do you think would have happened? <laughs> oh, forget about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. 100%. All right. Seems like we have one every single hour. Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up, perverts. Criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all, perverts. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. 19-year-old DeLand man facing child pornography charges was rearrested Wednesday after he had posted bail and was released according to Volusia County Sheriff's Office. Now, hang on, rearrested, Rick? Yep. So what he was, was he arrested just- for the first time? Well, originally on October 16th, Anthony Lee Rowell was charged 30 counts of possessing child porn after a trip reportedly led investigator to explicit videos and photos of children on his cell phone. So why are you allowed to walk free again? He well, was, he paid paid his bail. Released so on you bail. Just pay some money and you're, you shouldn't have bail if and that's your charge. He got arrested for doing the what? Oh, the same thing? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. It's almost like he didn't learn his lesson. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can learn something wrong you, you is going on you here. You can't when you rehabilitate from no, that. I don't think you can. Here in Orange County, a traffic shift coming to Lake Underhill Road on Monday today will remain for about a year. A year. What's the traffic change? I haven't been down there. Uh, I think it's over by Econ. Econ Lakachi in Underhill. Okay. They're shifting a lane over for something? Near its intersection with Econ Trail, uh, westbound traffic on Lake Underhill Road will shift onto a temporary lane paved adjacent to the existing lane, while eastbound traffic will move onto an existing westbound lane. Okay. So Why, why did you give me this? This happens why, like in every block around yeah, here. Yeah, but for a year? What are you doing? <laughs> It's what are you a, doing? It's a $66.7 million econ trail improvement project. But what? To do what? what? What are they doing? To move a lane. Can't you just move the line? Boom, they, done. They did that same thing on like Orange Avenue near Michigan and Cayley, that whole little stretch right there. They moved the lanes over. They did all this construction. They still do construction. And nothing's better. Nothing's changed. You just made the potholes 
bump in a different way. It's like, what we, are you doing over there? We should do a segment. It's just his gripes about the roads. Just, <laughs> well, just I, come on. Maybe All the taxes we pay, you, that's Here what we're we driving go. on? Here we go. The one-minute feature weekly, Smokestack. Bitching um, about taxes. And the cobblestone roads. I mean, uh, hey, it just seems like it's the most basic thing we should take care of. <laughs> See? I can't believe anybody would. All right, here we go. Just to prove that our government is the mob. Mayor Eric Adams, you know him, mayor of New York. Uh, You know, he was one of the first mayors, Democrat, to come out and say, hey, this immigration thing's going to ruin New York. And uh, here is what he said. Our cities are being undermined, and we don't deserve this. Migrants don't deserve this. And the people who live in the cities don't deserve this. Well, it looks like the Biden administration has had enough. That's right. Yeah, Eric Adams is a bad mayor. Now, this is my take. Because Thursday, Mayor Adams was supposed to be at the D.C. mayor's meeting where all the mayors get together to mayor up and do Do mayor-like things. Play pickleball and play mayor (laughs) things. Anyway, Thursday, he couldn't make it. Do you know why? The Uh FBI raided his home. The home of his, uh, not his home, the home of his chief fundraiser, Brianna Suggs. Uh-oh. Oh, that's a real shame. Yeah. The raid was tied to an investigation into Adams' 2021 mayoral campaign and whether it conspired with a construction company in Brooklyn to channel money from Turkey into his campaign. That's yes, right. unnamed law enforcement officials told CNN the search warrants are related to the question of whether foreign business entities funneled donations through U.S. citizens of Turkish origin who lived in New oh. York, but that had no idea. They weren't giving me donations via Turkey? Yeah, Adams expected to be the mayor's meeting, didn't make it. Adams indicated that the authorities were looking at the campaign kickback benefits to the construction company he knew and employees of that company and Turkish officials. Investigators were looking into the foreign campaign contributions that were given through a scheme where the donations were made in the names of people who did not donate the money. So it goes on and on to talk about, you know, the wiretaps and everything that led to the raid. Here's the deal, though. I don't think this is about this. and Maybe they'll find something a la Menendez kind of thing. Okay. I think this is because they're tired of Mayor Adams speaking out against Biden's policies at the border, and hence why I'm playing the Godfather music. This is a horse in horse head in the mayor's in the bed. bed. Yeah, hmm. but did he take the money? Well, I, that, that, yeah, but I'm I'm saying this is a, just a, a warning shot. He may or may have not taken the money. They may not pursue it. Mm-hmm. The New York Times noted that Eric Adams had bragged about how close he is with Turkey and officials in Turkey. So, yeah, perhaps there was some hanky-panky going on. But this isn't about that. This is about shut up. Yeah. You said you were a sanctuary city. Be yeah. ashamed if somebody found out something nefarious about your campaign. Exactly. That's what that's all about. So good luck, Mayor Adams, from speaking the truth, you know. Oh, good luck, you dirtbag. All right, so uh, another personal story here. Uh, over the weekend, I got the shock of my year. Not of my life. What really? happened? Well, what happened was uh, this year the grandkids are not coming for Christmas. They're coming Ooh. for Thanksgiving, so it was no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have Thanksgiving with the kids. It'd be fun. That'll be a good time. So my wife and I are going back and forth. I said, look, I like to have some Christmas decorations up something. You know, it's to feel a little Christmassy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it's such a pain, and I understand. you got to put the lights up outside and the tree and the cats, and it's not good doesn't work well inside so i was like okay we'll put some stuff up but not much then yesterday I get the phone call from my wife she goes hey i got an idea why don't we have christmas on thanksgiving 
like have it together since they're going to be in town and do Christmas and Thanksgiving in one? I was like, wait a minute. What are you going to do now? We just went from, hey, let's decorate for Christmas now, get it ahead, done it, you know, ahead of time, slowly. To Christmas with the cranks, no Christmas at all. Yeah, just do it slowly, (laughs) put a few things up, no big heart attack thing where we did last year where in two weeks we had to get everything up, you know? And now all of a sudden that's turned into, oh my God, Christmas in one and a half week. Yeah, you got two weeks. Are you going to do it? I don't know. No, who's going to You know what it's like? You know what it's like. My you, stuff's oh. already up. Just See? <laughs> yeah, but you, but you only I decorate the inside, don't you? I only decorated the inside right now because I don't want my neighbors to think I'm crazy. The stuff that goes outside isn't up yet. But um, I do it because I'm, I'm going out of town for a little bit. So I didn't want to, when I get back, do the I, I do it to avoid the rush. That's what so I wanted I, to do this year. So it's done ahead of time, and then it's like, oh, now I could sit back and enjoy it, and it's right. done. Yeah, but the rush happens earlier earlier every year. But it's not just the Christmas decoration. Now we got to go get presents for the kids. Oh, you do? you got to oh, wrap. you yeah. got to get the tree up. Wrap. we got to put the lights up. Uh-huh. we got to plan all the stuff, and, and they got to go here, and they got to go there, and you got to put their go-karts together, and uh-huh. it's like, oh, my God, I can't take it. you got to do it. No, the Christmas creep has turned into the Christmas rush at the <laughs> Stacy household. Looking around this Christmas creep at every store and shop. Started right before Halloween, couple months until it stops. Looking around this Christmas creep, everyone's decorating. Putting up trees and Christmas lights way before it's Jill and Smokestack, having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. Here's a shocker that's not really a shocker. People don't like when you take food off their plate. Well, I mean, don't you ask first? I would think. I mean, for me, I don't really care. I come from a very big Italian family. Everybody shares food. So if I'm at a restaurant and I get something that my husband might like and he goes, ooh, that looks good, I'll just slide my plate over and be like, to have some, here. You know, and we sit down to dinner and we go, oh, does anyone want to try this? This is really good. Give me your plate. I'll give you some. That's usually what I do. I do know people that don't mind sharing their food. They just don't like when people grab it off their plate. Without any warning? Yeah, like, here, tell me you want some. I'll happily give you some, but Mm -hmm. let me put it on the plate for you so you're not reaching with your hands into my plate. So Mm -hmm. I feel like there's that, too. But it says here a lot of people, they just don't like to share food. Why? I don't know. Is it one of those, this is what I ordered. It's mine. You can't have any. What do you, you get that way? What it, are you, a dog? What I feel you, like well, what's, what's so funny to me is the foods that people like to share the least are the easiest sh- foods to share, like French fries, right, right. ice cream. I don't remember the last time I got ice cream and didn't go, here, you want to taste? Here, you want it? You know, yeah. You know, if you get a flavor, and my husband gets the weirdest flavor, so I never really try his, but- It's probably by design. Right? Yeah. Um, 
He'll get like pistachio and then like lemon sorbet. I'm oh. like, that's a Yo, weird can combo. Can you put some olives on it for me? <laughs> I wanted to taste it. I got a cat that growls while he eats. Oh, they go. Is that what these people are that don't like anybody reaching to No, but it says half of Americans get mad. What's the matter with you? I don't like it when people take food off of my plate, okay? But you just said what's mine is yours. Well, I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't like to split meals. Do you ever do the splitsy thing? Yeah, I like that too. Me too. Yeah. Are these people weird on here? Or is it just It us? seems very territorial. It's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Well, you're Cuban. I'm Italian. So are we just, is it? No, I don't think it's an ethnic thing. I think it's just people. Is it a sharing thing? Maybe they didn't share very well when they were younger in kindergarten and I elementary guess. school? I guess. It's just very weird. that you. I mean, if you order the plate and you're not going to eat the whole thing, why, why shouldn't somebody be able to eat the rest of it? Or I don't care if it's even simultaneous. If I'm sitting there eating something, I'll... I, I'm very big on the, oh my gosh, this is so good, you have to try it. Right. I, if anything, I'm a pusher. Right. I'm a food pusher. Taste it. I don't want it to have my own. No, what? taste it. No, ta- try it. Yeah, try it. Depends it. on how good it is. Now, if a steak comes to the table and you grab one and he grabs the other, you start pulling like it's a tug that of never war. never happens. You, know, you never do that? No. We do that. But I- Joey t- doesn't share food! Joey doesn't share food, exactly. <laughs> but there's times, you know, Smoke, I'll try to get you to try something of mine because you'll be like- What's that green goo in that smoothie oh. cup? And I'll be like, it's delicious. Try it. And you're like, I'm good. I'm like, eat it. <laughs> sometimes you do, and you find it delightful, yeah, right? Yeah, sometimes it's, you know, it's an olive pumpkin seed tapenade <laughs> with chocolate frosting, and I'm not into it. But. Yeah, Jill never asked me. She knows every time I walk by her little crates she brings in with the rubbish she picked up at the farm. Rick will go, ugh, what are you eating? I'll be like, it's called a salad? And it's some layers. What's that stuff on top of it? It's blended Tomatoes? Oh. Don't you own a diner? No, you know? there's like hummus and leeks. and Hummus? I don't eat leeks, but hummus. You is- just find the strange food combinations. Because it's all like real food, but it's just stuff that I wouldn't put together. Like what? Like, uh, you always do like a mayonnaise cauliflower reduction. Cottage with cheese a, corn a, with yeah. a dabble of pureed applesauce. <laughs> It's steak with cantaloupe sauce. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't do it. I do eat cottage cheese often with vegetables, and Rick thinks it's weird. He's Twigs like, made into a gravy. <laughs> He's like, what are you eating there? What is that, ricotta? I'm like, no, it's cottage cheese. No, sa- cottage cheese is vomit. It's I love just, cottage cheese. I know, cheese. but it just looks like cat sick. Now, I judge people on this a lot. <laughs> what? Large curd or small curd? I'll like, get both. It depends. <gasps> depends oh. on where I'm shopping. If it's at Aldi, it depends on what they have. If it's at Publix, it depends on what they have. Small curd people just buy milk. <laughs> like it's... <laughs> How come you never bring in like a potato? Baked potato. I do. I have a baked <laughs> potato in the open. fridge right now. I have a baked potato literally in the fridge You're right gonna now. You're going to split it open with some butter on it or is butter no good? You can't well, have butter. Well, I have like a, a dressing I put on it and then I uh, had a salad mm. to go on top of it, but I ate that this morning on with my eggs. On top of a potato? Yes. Have, what are you, sick? Why would you bury a potato in the salad? Have you never heard of salad and baked potatoes? No. Said that almost every restaurant in America? No. Not as a topping. Never. Oh yeah, I throw a lot. I throw everything on top of my baked potato. The humus and the leeks and everything? Oh, I would love... It's called hummus. Yes, I put hummus on everything, too. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I literally have a baked potato in the fridge right now. Great. Good for you. And then, uh, but I had... Yeah, I ate the rest of it this morning. I mean, a potato, put it in the microwave, put some sour cream and butter in it. Ooh. I don't eat sour cream or butter. You don't eat some, sour cream or mm-mm. butter? What is your life? No, I sometimes will have a little butter on bread. The only time I like butter is on bread. Like bread and butter. You don't eat like it like a popsicle stick? Or I don't, you just put a stick in the end and just eat the butter? <laughs> no, I don't. Rick and I do that all the time. Hmm. What about fried butter? I went to a fair one time that had no, fried no. stick of butter. Ooh, I mean, it's probably gross, but I'd try it. Ugh. <laughs>
All right. What do you think the, and you're dudes, but you guess wisely. These are the top DILFs of 2023. Do you know what a DILF is? No. You know what a MILF is, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. This is the dad version. Oh, oh really? Okay. okay. So MILF is a mom I'd like to yeah, fornicate with. And the dad is dad I'd like to. So gotcha. in other words, hot dudes, right? So here, this is in Hollywood. So um, let me go backwards. I should have looked at this because I don't know who half these people are. Uh, Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Like right. Charlie Sheen's dad? Uh, yeah. Michael Sheen? I guess. Really? No, Charlie Sheen's dad is not Michael. It's, uh... Char... Uh, it's, I don't know. Uh, Martin. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Who's Michael Sheen? I have no I idea. Know. He's the long-lost brother of Martin Sheen. Um, Emilio Estevez is... Uh, wait, no. I don't know who a lot of these people are. Let's see. Keanu Reeves is on the list. I know him. Mm-hmm. See his father? Yeah, I don't know. I guess. That's what I'm saying. Are these just oh, older no, dudes? Oh, no. You remember his... Didn't his child die along with his wife oh, a long time ago? Keanu? Yeah. I don't know. You might be right about that. Isn't that what happened? Um, Ryan Gosling is number nine. I'll agree with that. Some of these other people, I don't know who they are. Um, I know who... Uh, I don't know any of these people. Tiki Wa- Watiti. <laughs> What's his name? Tiki Watiti. <laughs> what is his- Kiki Watiti? He's, he's, I am Kiki Watiti. He's a director and he's in a bunch of movies. Do you know who I'm talking about? He's uh, a Harry Belafonte impersonator. <laughs> David Tennant, I don't know who that is. Oscar Isaac, who's that? Never heard of him. I don't know who these people are. Um, I do know Pedro Pascal came in at number one. I do know who's him. He? Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. He was in Game of Thrones. He's in. Um, you don't even see his face in Mandalorian, do you? I know of, in the second season, you do. Oh, yeah. um, he's in. Uh, I want, keep wanting to say yeah, this is us, but knows. It's the Last of Us, that show that came out on Netflix mm. with the aliens. Mm. He's in that. I feel like there's so many other people. Could have been on this list. Nobody yeah, picked Al Pacino. Could start it with people they know. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I feel like Jason Momoa could have been on yeah. there. You know, that's a, a big one. Yeah. Um, let's see. Does Gerard Butler have any kids? I don't know. Justin Timberlake could have been on there. He's yeah. got kids. No Chris Brown? Some sports figures. Yeah, I mean, oh, what Pat about Mahomes Nick Cannon? Pat Mahomes, you could have had Kelsey on there just because he's with Taylor. Nick Cannon's got like 20 kids. He's not on there? Mm-hmm. Do, do you know the scene in Rocky where Rocky is running through the streets um, and he's he's training and all the people start following him and it's like a bunch of the whole neighborhood's running behind him mm-hmm. and he's getting ready to run up the steps? Someone put that clip of video up and said Nick Cannon taking his kids trick-or-treating. <laughs> <laughs> so That's great. That's funny. All right, so if you are going to go through the holidays and maybe you have some people come into your house and it's going to be a little uncomfortable. I don't have the situation in my family. I know some people do, whether it's in-laws, if you don't get along with certain people and you're like, I got to go to their house to eat. I'm just going to get drunk and it's going to make everything better. Well, if you want to sober up quicker and this could do with any party, maybe you're coming home from a holiday party. You're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of those coming up here soon. There's a new product. It's called the safety shot and it's a beverage that you drink that I guess can sober you up within an hour. It, it lowers your blood alcohol level. How? And it's, I don't know how. It's just something they created. And it, um, let's oh, see, it yeah, says. Oh, yeah, look, it's a proprietary blend of minerals and vitamins. And it's going to prevent hangovers. So if you don't want to hang over the next day, um, it's the first patented beverage on earth that helps people bounce back by decreasing their blood alcohol content, boosts clarity. Um, they're saying that this is going to be a big seller over the holidays. So we'll see how it goes. The holidays are coming, and you know what that means drunk relatives acting like idiots. 
But not this year when you give them a safety shot. I'm just literally just saying that technically all lives matter. Now give that drunk cousin a safety shot. So I've been thinking of digitizing all the old family photos. Safety shot comes in three varieties. Drunk uncle, wine mom, and saucy grandma. So your grandfather and I still have a very kinky sex life. Why, just last night, he took his... Whoa, Grandma, you need a safety shot. Who? So, who wants to play Boggle? And to prove that safety shot really works, I've recorded this entire commercial minutes after chugging an entire bottle of tequila. I think I need another safety shot. (laughs) I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Chill and smokestack with Man, you're really stupid in the morning, aren't you? Stupid news. All right, uh, this this is interesting because I just went through something like this uh, last week. I told you about it in, uh, down in um, Ybor City, but let's uh, give you the story first. So an anthropologist walked into a thrift store in Fort Myers, found a human skull for sale in the Halloween section. Whoa. It's not like a, a joke. A real one? Yeah. The shopper called the sheriff's department. Detectives determined that it was an actual human skull, which is illegal to sell. Sorono says the skull was in a storage unit that bought years uh, was bought years ago and didn't know it. Authorities don't think the case is suspicious, but they're investigating to be sure. No, uh, we didn't mention that this happened in Florida, but where else could have happened? Blah, blah, blah. That's the guy who wrote the story making fun of us. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Great opportunity there. Now, where do you... It's illegal to sell, but not illegal to possess? I don't know, because you can buy them for research, can't you? For colleges and stuff like that? I thought so, but even then, like... So anyway, I went into a um, gift shop, and I, you know, it was one of those weird people shops in uh, Ybor City. <laughs> one of those weird, weird well, they people weird, shops. They got weird stuff. They got okay. all kinds of, you know. You mean got, Spencer's? No, 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 no. This is Ybor City. There's no national chains there. There's like, what do you call those stores? They're like, do you ever watch that Rosie's show? Rosie's Apothecary. Yeah, yeah. And it's got all kinds of things like, you know. Artisanal olive oil. No, 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 no. No, it I'm just talking, has random stuff. Like oh. like uh, torture devices, uh, books on the occult, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. But it had like a one, supernatural store? Yeah, sort of. Okay. And it had one section in behind glass was embryos and and fetuses. Yeah. What? But they were weird. Like one fetus like looked in like a jar or something? Yeah. From like animals? Is it like an alligator? No, embryo? humans. No. Human there was one that had like pig ears and just strange stuff and it Is and it, it fake? No, it said it was real, and you, it's not for sale. You can see it. You can go down there and look at it. So I wonder if, and wonder if this is the same thing. I don't know. It's right, strange, right? We need to go on a field trip. I'll tell you that. I was there for a while in that store. Interesting. Mm. You know, you gave me the same story twice. Anyway, I did. which one? To the one we just read. Oh, okay. Um, this is interesting. A California home has been listed on the market for $1.5 million. By the way, you should look at the house and make it feel better about being here for a house here. So it's just a average, no land, uh-huh. busted up garage door, two-car, stained, broken, cracked driveway. $600,000. Uh, no, $1.5 million. What? 2,700 square feet, which is pretty big in San Jose. Listed by the Keller Williams Realty in Silicon Valley. Features six bedrooms, four bathrooms. That's quite large it's inside, big. but they got to be small bedrooms because it's only 2,700 square feet. Great location, according to the listing. The only problem is 
there's still a meth lab inside the house. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, that's right. Is Removing that like your a selling risk. point or what? It says great opportunity to own a home. However, there's some, you know, stuff you have to do to it. For instance, there's an inactive meth lab. It's a bit of a fixer upper. And there's meth <laughs> there's meth smoke contamination throughout. No. Oh. Perspective buyer can buy the house big bargain at 1.5 million for 2700 square feet and you're going to have to you know re-sheet rock the entire house and you're going to have to redo the garage where they kept all their supplies rent yo responsibilities <laughs> wow right now why what you didn't like the police don't book that into evidence or anything no or? they take everything and then they leave the house the way it is and that's it done buy as is yeah uh, does, any offers yet <laughs> Nope. Except for that one toothless guy. Like, I'll take it. I've been looking for that. Got all the features I need. Northern California man said he was attacked by... uh, What is going on here with the otters? Because I thought they were cutesy little... They are, but if you come near their babies like any other mother, they'll tear your face off. Well, the the local guy we had that got... He was letting his dog... He he was feeding the ducks. Right. And uh, he tripped and fell and a rabid otter bit him like 40 times. Mm. Well, this guy at uh, Serene Lakes in Placer County, California... He was just in the lake up to his waist and having a good old time fishing and stuff, and he got bitten a whole bunch of times. It is by far the most terrifying experience I've ever had in my life. Nothing even comes close to it. Attacked by otters. Matt Leffers has been swimming in serene lakes for 30 years, but nothing could have prepared him for what happened in the water on September 3rd. I was about 100 to 120 feet out right there. That's when Matt felt something bite his leg. And within a a seconds, I was bit again. And then I started swimming fast, but there was the otter popped up right in front of me. (laughs) Could you imagine? Ah, you're not going anywhere. Were they rabid? I don't know. And uh, then I was bit again. Matt says two otters viciously attacked him. His wife eventually used a paddleboard to get him to shore and took him to the hospital, but the damage was done. Photos showing the bloody aftermath. Matt says the otters bit him at least a dozen times and left him with 40 puncture wounds. These things were so aggressive. They literally, I felt like they wanted to kill me. Wow. I don't think they were biting you because they were hungry. Then these, uh, the Department of Fish and Wildlife went out to that lake, did some testing. Biologists who visited the lake agreed that the abundance of fish in the lake uh, are likely to cause the otters' presence and behavior to be altered. I don't know why. Uh-huh. What does these that do? These are our fish. Don't touch them. Get out of here. Somebody grab the pasty guy. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, this guy uh, goes to test drive some cars. Um, but, you know, it's a nightmare to test drive cars when you have a toddler. Oh, to, yeah. You gotta put the car seat in there. Chewing on the, the steering thing. wheel. I'm yeah. like, I haven't bought it yet. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't do that. He took the uh, baby seat, put it in the dealership, put the baby in it, strapped it in, left with the guy's salesman, and went and test drove the car anyway. Wait, they, they left their child with the car salesman? Yeah, they yep. were like, here, watch him for a second. We're going to go test drive the car. And there's like video footage of the car salesman like pushing the stroller around the dealership. Yeah, footage taken by the another employee is both hilarious and heartwarming as the uh, car salesman, Randy Ross, filmed the moment his co-worker was handed a baby and took off with another salesman to drive the car. The man is ceiling, like Jill said, pushing the stroller around the dealership, smiling and laughing. Kids having a good time. Behind the camera, Randy's laughing uncontrollably as he watches his co-worker do laps around the dealership in between cars. 
with a baby. They're like, anything to make the sale, man. What do I got to do? Feed him, burp him? He's showing the baby all the cars. Look at the trailblazer. <laughs> In the market for a new car and also need a babysitter? Then come on down to the child care and used car blowout sale. We've got cars, vans, trucks, and SUVs all priced to move, but also have a staff that will babysit your children. Hey, Timmy, Mommy and Daddy are going to go out tonight. Who do you want to babysit you? I'm going to go to the car dealership. Yay! And we'll make sure your kids get plenty of snacks and we'll even read stories to your children. And the first little pig got the extended warranty. And the second second little pig got the extended warranty plus the undercoating. But the third little pig got the extended warranty, the undercoating, plus leather seats. Wow, what a smart piggy. Bring me another one. So push, pull, drag your child in and let us babysit them. The Child Care and Used Car Blowout Sale, going on now. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Ugh, fine. On Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farah and Farah. Okay, you know this uh, new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson? Yeah. You know Mike Johnson? Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. Who hasn't heard of Mike Johnson? You know Mike Johnson. I do. Uh, I don't know. I never saw him before, but I'm beginning to like this guy. Um, of course, now they're attacking him by calling him all kinds of like, he's a religious extremist because he believes in the Bible. So now, be- what's what's happening in this country? Of course they have to turn it negative. Anything that's positive, they have to turn it negative. First it's, oh, they're taking God out of everything. And then when he comes in and he's like, well, I, I pray in the in the chapel right here before I go in. They're like, oh, God, he's an extremist. Uh, I would say Mike Pence is an extremist. Mother and I don't touch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the House approved. Here's, here's what they want. Biden wants... One bill for Israel and Ukraine together, which makes you, what makes you wonder because totally different situations, and it also makes you wonder what is going on here with mm. Ukraine because you know how much he wants for Ukraine. We already gave him a hundred and yeah. I don't know forty nine hundred fifty something billion. I'm sorry if you can't keep yourself together with that amount of money, you shouldn't have it. But there's more to that. Let's just delve into the Ukraine thing for a second. Newsweek is still online. Remember the magazine you see yeah. it at the doctor's office? It was yeah. Newsweek and Time. Newsweek and Highlights and Time. Newsweek, Highlights, highlights. Times, and Good Housekeeping. I remember. Dentist's office. Doctor's office. Newsweek is still online. There's an amazing article on Newsweek, which I am blown away because Newsweek is primarily pretty liberal, pretty left. Exposes what's going on in Ukraine. They're not winning. All this crap you're being told about how great they're doing and, you know, how they're defeating Russia. None of that's going on. Uh, Zelensky just had a fire, like, 11 officials. Well, yeah, because they want to have an election. He can't have that. No, and, and the corruption. They don't know where the money is. We've given them so much money. They don't know where the money is. The uh, Remember the um, late summer, um, what do they call that? The late summer... Where they were gonna? What are you doing push, with your hand? Push Russia back. <laughs> I'm doing the signal. Yeah, what is this motion? It's an umpire. It's an umpire type thing. You know. It's, anyway. I don't know what you're trying to say. I feel like I'm playing charades. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. The the big offensive. That's what it was. The okay. Big summer offensive didn't okay. work out. But they, you didn't hear anything about it after it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So and right now they're saying military officials are saying quietly, not in front of us. This ain't cutting it. So now he wants to give them another $90 billion. Do you know what $90 billion is? You know the wall down at the border that we need, so desperately need mm-hmm. right now? You could build 18 of them across the border. You could Imagine that. It'd be like a track and field competition for people coming over here illegally. Right. They'd have to leap over 18 walls. And I think we should do money, that. If, if those were in ones, you could build the wall out of the out money. Out of the money. It's a great idea. <laughs> it's intimidating. 
So he wants to give $90 billion to Ukraine and $14.5 billion to Israel. Now, the Biden administration, especially Joe Biden, knows that most Americans, you know, forget all the protests you see from the loud and screaming, um, most Americans back Israel. And he sees that this is also a very passionate issue with, uh, obviously, the Jews in this country and people who, you know, see the situation for what it is. They were attacked. There was a ceasefire in place. Hamas broke it and did some horrific things. So he's trying to connect the two because Americans have lost interest in Ukraine. It used to be like 70 percent, you know, approval of what we're doing with Ukraine. Now it's down to about 39 percent. See, so he's trying to put the two together in hopes that some of the Israel passion would rub off on the Ukraine passion and you'd be fine with your hard-earned money, half of it out of your check, going to Ukraine. Wait, who's rubbing passion off? So anyway, um, this House Speaker, Mike Johnson, said, oh, not so fast. We're going to separate the two. And then John Kirby, the guy with the big title in the White House that fills in for John Jean-Pierre. Pierre Van Camp, Mellencamp, once in a while, uh, said, no, if the bill comes to the uh, president and it only has Israel on it, he's not going to go for it. The president would veto an only Israel bill. We, I think that we've made that clear. Oh, you've made Why? that clear. Why? Because they're, they're, I'm telling you, it's a money laundering scheme, either that or they're getting kicks back from the military industrial complex in this country. He's making money. Dude, all Biden cares about mm-hmm. is money and power, and I think it's more money in his case. Now, Mike Johnson steps in and says, not so fast, sucker. I think he said it just like that. Good. Not very <laughs> biblical-like, but he said, uh, we're separating these two bills. We'll approve the $14 billion for Israel right away. Now, here's the bad, here's the bad part for Democrats. If uh, the House approves the bill and it goes to the Senate and the Democrats won't approve it because it doesn't have Ukraine attached to it, Who's going to look bad and who's it going to piss off? Mm. Everybody who backs the Israelis will be pissed off. Oh, so he's trying to slide it in there so nobody realizes that he's, you know, what. No, Mike Johnson's doing the right thing. He's saying, no, Israel's one thing, Ukraine's another. No, but that's why Biden will come in short order. It will come next. And you've heard me say that uh, we want to uh, pair border security with Ukraine because I think we get bipartisan agreement on both of those matters. Look, the American people feel very strongly about this, and I do as well. And I can tell you, House Republicans do. So, so the other smart thing he's doing, he's tying the border security in our border to the Ukraine bill. If we're going to spend another $90 billion on Ukraine, and we've already spent, what, $150 billion in Ukraine? I can't believe that. Then secure the border. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> My bad. It's already secure. Uh, the border is closed. The border is secure. Right. right. It's, it's a good move. So, so far, I like the guy. But there's people that always hate him because he's a religious extremist. He talks to Jesus and Jesus talks back to him. And that's, you know, that's mental illness. No, the mental illness is how you could justify sending more money to Ukraine. Give me a hundred billion dollars. I'll keep something real secure with that kind of money. What are you kidding me? How do you have all of that and you still need more for what? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, okay, so our border. Federal immigration authorities arrested an illegal immigrant. Okay, I'm going back to illegal alien. It's easier to say. Uh, wanted in Senegal for allegedly performing terrorist activities there two weeks after he was released into our country after being encountered by our southern border patrol. Get out of here. I says he is wanted by Senegal authorities for criminal conspiracy in relation to a terrorist organization. Destruction 
degradation, and damages in relation to terrorist or to a terrorist organization, direct provocation of an armed crowd and acts. This goes on and this guy's wanted for just about everything you could possibly get in trouble for. And we just rolled out the welcome mat for him? Right. He came to the southern border. Uh, they did a background check. They didn't notice anything. So they let him go with a notice to appear like everybody else in New York City. And they finally found out, oh my God, this guy is a terrorist. So here's the president, National Border Patrol Council, Brandon Judd. How many getaways a day? There's about a thousand people per day that are able to evade apprehension. So we don't know who those people are. We don't know what those criminal records are. We don't know if they're coming from countries that want to do us harm, such as Syria, Afghanistan, Uzbekistan. We just don't know who those individuals are. This is a very serious issue for every single United States citizen, because these individuals are being released and they're going throughout the entire United States. They're not staying on the southwest border. Now, intelligence is showing, get this, intelligence showed this weekend that they think there's about 40, 40. Remember I kept telling you about those guys with backpacks, same yeah, backpack, yeah, yeah, yeah. same equipment in the backpacks, all Chinese, Asian, and uh, uh, they, they weren't looking for asylum. I mean, they say they were, but they didn't look like it. Well, it turns out there's 40 known Chinese spies that have entered through the southern border. Everything is based upon politics. His litmus is how many people is he going to be able to drive to the to the ballot box? Uh, he knows that if he goes against that base of supporters that wants an open border, he risks not having them to vote for him in the next presidential election. So everything that he does is strictly based upon politics. He doesn't necessarily care about the safety and security of the American people. Yeah, that's it. So, and in not caring about that stuff because you want more votes, you're letting in all kinds of bad people yeah. in this country. How could, I just don't get it. Like, how, <clears throat> how could you be so stupid? Mm. Dude, they're not stupid. They're, they're, well, he, I don't know if it's Biden yeah, because I, I talk. Getting votes at what cost, though? They don't care. They yeah, don't. They what's actually, the point in getting elected if you're the enemy of everything? They are. Nobody gets that through their thick head. People who vote for Biden again don't understand what's going on, period. End of story. They just don't get it. This guy, that what you know, I hate to say him because I don't think he knows what day it is. I think the people surrounding him and the entire administration and probably just everybody that's in government right now, including Congress, they don't give a rip about us, man. Money and power, money and power, money and power. Whatever it takes. Win the election, no matter what it takes. Yeah, but you won't have anywhere left to enjoy the money and power <clears throat> if you keep ruining it. I don't know. ABC News poll says three quarters. He's right. Three quarters of Americans believe the country's headed in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. One in three Americans see President Joe Biden favorably. One in three. There's still 33.3% that see this guy's doing a good job. Is that Does that boggle your mind? Those got to be the people without internet, right? Well, no, I think those are the people that no matter what's on the ballot, if it's got a D next to it, that's who they go for. Doesn't matter. Speaking of the ballot... In Colorado, Minnesota, they're actually having a trial right now to see if they can remove Trump from the ballot. What is the what? When For does what? this ever happen? Orange man, bad. He says mean stuff. They'll do any. You gotta imagine. It's not just in Washington. What do these people have to fear from a presidential from President Trump? You know that he's gonna expose because that's gotta be what it is. You can't be just because they don't like the guy. You're gonna remove the president. He's the leading candidate by far in the Republican Party. He's going to be the nominee. But Rick, oh, he's yeah. mean. 
We can't have him win. And it's funny. I love I love the way they they do this. So you got a group that is trying to do something so ridiculous, and their name is the Nonprofit Free Speech for the People Group. Right. It's. Crazy. Sounds like you support free speech, sure. Here's Colorado. In Colorado, the people fighting there are called the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics. <laughs> Sounds super ethical. They're trying to remove a presidential candidate from the ballot. They're, they're citing a Civil War era provision in the Constitution, the 14th Amendment, uh, to block anyone from holding office who participated in insurrection. First of all, you have to prove that. That hasn't been proven. How did he participate? He didn't. Okay. But I guess because he said, march to the uh, Capitol building peacefully Mm -hmm. and protest, that must be the insurrection they're talking about. But if you flip cop cars and light buildings on fire over in Seattle and things like that, then you're fine. Mm. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment doesn't expressly require criminal conviction. Target fans... Very upset about everything being locked up. Is it is it happening locked here? It's up not or hap- expensive or both. It's not happening here. Is I it? haven't seen it here. No. No. Boy, we're so lucky here. Do you know that in most major cities, all the crap in Target and in uh, Walmart is locked up? Oh yeah, there's it's a two key system. They have to get two employees over it. It's like a missile silo. Are One, you serious? Two, three. They click both keys at the same time. <laughs> then they put in a five digit pin code, Stop. and then you're allowed to buy toothpaste. <laughs> Doctor Emily Long, a plastic surgeon based in Boston, took to social media recently to express her frustration over having to wait for a long period of time at Target to pick up some beauty projects uh, products. They were behind a glass case. Same, pretty much what he said. Mm-hmm. The era of Target is officially over, she says. I can't take it anymore. Just to buy a single item is a nightmare. Imagine if you have a whole list of things you have to get and you have to do that each and every time. So do you just keep the employee with you and go, no, no, don't go anywhere. I got a whole list of stuff. Come on. We're going to be opening up a whole bunch of stuff over here. She says these aren't PlayStations. These aren't um, items that are, you know, unnecessary. These are essentials, toothpaste, beauty project products. Well, I know that they lock up expensive perfume. That'll be behind a glass. Body wash. Oh, yeah, that's, that's almost anywhere. Deodorant, <laughs> razors, all locked up, bolted up. Who's stealing deodorant? When you, go by, when you go by the aisle where you're going to get your toothpaste, yeah. the camera, you can see the cameras on the ceiling panning towards you. Don't touch the Aquafresh. <laughs> she got 3.5 million views. Wow. Target CEO is blaming the customers for what happened in May. Remember? With all the uh, transgender product on there, the LGBTQ pride display. Well, also in a lot of the stores, they let people come in and steal stuff and walk out, and they didn't stop them. So yeah. it's your fault. Start clotheslining all the shoplifters with a baton, and then... Problem solved. Target CEO Brian Cornell suggested that the backlash the retail giant faced back in May over its LGBTQ products, which they weren't. It wasn't just that. You know it wasn't just that. Um, Is because people just didn't make the environment safe for their workers. It's our fault. Oh, so we did it. Now, the reason I Mm. chopped up my red card and little bits and brought it into them. Cornell appeared on CNBC Thursday where he discussed declining sales, particularly following protests and critiques of its Pride Month merchandise. While on topic, he insisted that employees felt more unsafe during the controversy than they did during a natural disaster or the violent Black Lives Matter protests. What? Really? Yeah. So let me get this. So when David Dorn, the cop, got shot in front of the Target Mm -hmm. in California, shot dead, and former cop... That wasn't as scary as people walking in upset about the... um, Stuff that's locked up. No, no, they're talking about the... 
Pride Month. Remember oh, with oh, all oh, the gotcha, gotcha. With the uh, what's that stuff called? The they had the tuck underwear, tuck underwear, and all that, that stuff, or the tuck bathing suit. I think it was. I can't remember. So, consumer research executive director Will Hild objected to what Cornell said. He said. It's particularly ironic that he would talk about safety in terms of his employees and distract from the fact that he has made his stores unsafe for people to bring their own small children in who don't want to necessarily have to ask questions around what is that? What's a transgender person? Mommy, why are they selling these bathing suits here? Hmm. So. I don't know that kids. Uh, just being devil's advocate. I'm thinking a 13 year old might ask stuff like that. Maybe, but I, I think a young person, because you couldn't tell what it was unless if you unless you actually looked at the tag. You had to look to see. It wasn't like it had a huge sign that said, tuck your willies with these bathing suits. Well, it wasn't just that. Like that. It was the t-shirts and everything that said stuff, you know. Uh, he's uh, This is Hild again, the consumer product uh, expert. He says one, uh, he's the one CEO he's talking about. He's the one that made Target stores unsafe for kids, for the children of his customers, for children of his employees. Hill continued. And yet he wants to deflect and put the blame back in his own customer's base. Perfect. Well, I don't understand how he's saying it's not safe, but yet you let people, again, come into your store and steal stuff and run out and ransack your shelves and run out the front door and nobody went tried to stop them. Nobody was held accountable. Now, I'm not saying that's every Target because I, outside of my Target, there's always a cop car there and it's always arresting somebody that tried to shoplift. Wow. Now, here's something that's interesting. Uh, some of the facts from what happened back in May. Do you remember the pushback against claims the store was selling transgender bathing suits? There were no transgender bathing suits. However, remember when the store was um, accused of buying product wholesale from devil worshippers? Oh, 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 yeah, That yeah. actually turned out to be true. The designer. The designer is a Satanist, and his brand was Ab Praline for Pride Month. The brand has displayed merchandise with messages such as, Satan respects pronouns. The designer, Eric Carnell, has espoused satanic beliefs. So that's all been confirmed to be true. He responded with, Satanists don't actually believe in Satan. He is merely used as a symbol of passion, pride, and liberty. Did you know that? I had no idea. Satan. Mm. He means to you what you need him to mean to you. So for me, Satan is hope, compassion, equity, and love. Satan. So naturally, Satan respects pronouns. He loves all LGBT people. Okay. Satan. <laughs> really? <laughs> I can't make this crap up, man. I'm telling you what. Hey, did you see? Could it be Satan? Did you see Prager? You just came out with a new documentary. Uh oh. It's going to appear on X. They bought. I don't know what this is. It's called a takeover on X on Twitter. I guess it's a pop-up that takes over the screen, or yeah. is it something? Is that what it is? It's probably, I'm sure you can X out of it, but I'm sure it's like a pops up as soon as you log in. So if you want to watch it, it's there. And I'm sure there might be some kind of exit out of it. I'm not sure. So hmm. the biased news media, CBS in this case, uh, came out with a headline, PragerU buys takeover ad on X as part of a $1 million campaign to promote polarizing D-trans film. They can't okay. even tell you this is what they're putting out. You make up your own mind. They're going to tell you right off the bat that you've got to hate this. So uh, here's the trailer for it. It's about people who have detransitioned. And by the way, in the UK, you know all the clinics we have here for, you know, if you want to get your willy cut off and all that and you want to do all that? 
They've outlawed them in the UK. They stopped them. All of them are closing because there's so many lawsuits from people who transitioned. And I'm talking about the full physical transitioning. Right. That had problems and now want to detransition. Now want to detransition and are suing everybody. Doctors, oh. hospitals, clinics, you name it. Uh, so most of the clinics there have closed. We're facing that now. I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me, and I was trying to figure it out, and I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old. And it's so easy for them to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day and looked at myself in the mirror and asked myself, what the heck am I doing? When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments. We know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate. The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo. My childhood was ruined. Who's there for their detransitioning? Nobody. Nobody would help me because they had more concerns of me reversing everything. Yeah, because it's an ideology. It's not actually a mental illness at that point. They just want you to stay where you are. Now, wouldn't you, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but this just might just be me. Now, if I, you know, one day I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm trapped in the wrong body and I want to transition. Uh, if you have somebody that's trans and they actually want to transition physically and medically, wouldn't you want there to be as much information out there as possible? And wouldn't you want to say, okay, I want to see all the good and I want to see all the bad and I want to see all the possibilities. So wouldn't you want there to be a movie like this so you can go, okay, well, let me hear from people that have already done it, both successful and unsuccessful, so I can gather as much information as possible and decide if I want to do this. Exactly. Makes sense. Makes sense. And you know what's funny is you, you have a drug on, on TV these days. Every ad's a drug ad. Like, like what's the one you always... What's the uh, Rizm Kizmab Rizm? <laughs> that one. That's like I heard it. And I'm like, is this real or is this like an SNL skit? But the Rizm Kizmab uh always has a disclaimer at the bottom. It tells you all the things. I mean, uh, I got a prescription for something the other day, and the doctor told me right off the bat. He goes, "We'll do this for a very short period of time because it causes cancer, bleeding from the knees. Your mm-hmm. eyeballs can pop out. Your ears can fall off." He told me all the things, and I said, "Why are you telling me this?" Nobody. Ever... He goes, oh, "We kind of have to do it now, protect ourselves." Yeah, to yeah it make helps sure your you know. eyesight, but your eyes could fall out. So. Yeah, right. Well, I had a doctor one time tell me, I forget what medication it was. It was just a, a brief antibiotic. And she was like, no matter what you do, do not drink alcohol mm-hmm. in this. And I was like, okay. She's like, no, no. I know we put it on the bottles of a bunch of stuff that don't drink on antibiotics. She was like, you will vomit violently if you drink alcohol with this wow. medication. Do not drink a drop of alcohol. I was like, okay. So of course, CBS News, this is how they close this thing out. PragerU's X takeover represents X's shift towards promoting conservative extremism. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. We're just putting information out there for people that might need it. No, but there's still, it's just like they got to push and push and push. You know what's being pushed out of the manhole covers in New York City? What? It's Ghostbusters. You know that green, glowing, fluorescent mm-hmm. goo that was coming out of the streets? Oh, yeah, like the, the, the what is the, what do they call it? Uh, ectoplasm. Ectoplasm. Mm-hmm. They even made a high sea drink for it. It's actually happening in New York. What? Streets are being flooded with green ooze. You can see it if you go online. Who are you going to call? Looks like Ghostbusters. You should have the music going. Come on, oh, man. Oh, should I? Yeah. yeah. Looks like fluorescent green sludge 
oozing from manhole covers. What? People Somebody get- doing that to be funny because it was Halloween. People are getting freaked out. I don't know. As terrifying as it looks, though, it's a likely source for green goo is probably courtesy of experts dealing with the city's plumbing. A disclaimer on the original Twitter post reads, this is water full of green dye and nothing more. It's As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> and finally, <clears throat> naked man, excuse me, uh, naked man brawled with a Las Vegas cop in the middle of a busy intersection. Cops don't get paid enough. Who wants to fight with a naked dude? Ew. I'm guessing it- he wasn't clean and naked. <laughs> No, yeah. they're always filthy. And then he stole a cop's patrol vehicle and crashed it, leaving two people critically injured. Police in uh, no. Las Vegas responded by a report of a naked man possibly experiencing a mental health crisis in the street near no. the Blue Diamond Road and Buffalo Drive. Let Wait me... a minute. He wasn't mentally stable? That's shocking. Isn't yeah. that something? I thought those, uh, I mean, the mentally stable people whip their clothes off too and just start <laughs> going wild, but. Yeah, yeah. Coming up on Naked 911. Real calls about real naked people committing crimes. Naked 911, what's your emergency? Uh, yeah, you gotta do something. Some guy just robbed the liquor store down the street and he's completely naked, just running down the street with a bunch of cash, totally naked. We'll send somebody out right away. You won't want to miss these harrowing tales of naked people getting into big, big trouble. Naked 911, what's your emergency? Help me. Someone's in my house. I think they're trying to steal my flat screen TV. Are they naked? Um, I don't think so. You'll have to call regular 911. No, don't hang up on me, please. It's all coming up on Naked 911. Don't miss it. The Sunny Update. Are we ready to get crazy? Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Mm. Rick's fat fingers at work again. Um, hey, so the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction was over the weekend. Did you watch any of it? Or did no, you were in your garage all weekend, right? Kidding me? No, I wouldn't watch it even having nothing to do. Who did they I, induct? Enya? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Close. That's totally it. Yeah. So, so do you want to hear? Because I know, I don't know the history of the Rock and Roll Have they inducted uh, Sleazy yet? What's her name? Beefy? What's her name? Beefy. Sleazy. <laughs> um, You're just naming dwarfs now. What are you? Huge. Huge. Oh, Lizzo. Lizzo. No, she won't be in for a while because these people, I mean, think about it. So here's who they inducted. Cheryl Crow. Not not Rock. George Michael. Mm. Willie Nelson. Mm. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. The Spinners. Shaka Khan. Kate Bush. Shaka Khan. Kate Bush. She had one song that barely made it in the top 100. Oh, but she's back now with Stranger Things. Kate Bush? Yeah, Kate Bush. Um, So. Wait, wait. Isn't this supposed to be about success and people just, just... Blow it out big time? I Supposedly. Think the success came back when Stranger Things used her song and that like, oh, I know, recharted but or whatever. It's one song. I don't what, know. What, what? I don't know. So the show kicked off, and the way they do it is weird. So, like, Cheryl Crow is being inducted. So, Cheryl Crow will come out and she'll be performing with a bunch of other artists, and then she'll do another song. And then a famous person comes out. In this case, it was Laura Dern. Yes, the same Laura Dern from Jurassic sure. Park. Oh, okay. And she will give the induction speech, and then she'll come out and sing another song with somebody else. And then she comes up and gives her speech. That's how it worked for each artist. Got a question. Sure. Can you look this up, Smoke? Is Alanis yeah. Morissette in the Hall of Fame, uh, Rock she and Roll should Hall be. of Fame? She should be. With the, she, had a break, ho- she had a breakthrough album. It's one of the hottest albums ever. I think it's one of the top-selling albums right. ever. Didn't it beat out Michael Jackson? Yeah, but it was different. It was 
hard. It was grungy. It was mm-hmm. it was unlike most female artists. It was great. Do they classify and you, rock and roll in a different way nowadays than they did? It looks like anybody who can pay. Then you got Cheryl Crow. Really soak up the sun. All I want to do is peel the labels off bud bottles and throw them on the ground. If it makes you happy or you're strong enough, those are the, some of the ones she performs. She, she was scheduled to appear last year, but she didn't. But she wasn't inducted. No, 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 no. So how do you induct Cheryl Crow before Alanis Morissette? Alanis Morissette, I don't think, wants to be. She didn't even go when she was invited because oh, really? she found the uh, atmosphere to be sexist. Oh, whatever. Oh. Okay, don't induct her. <laughs> well, Dolly Parton, they wanted to induct her, and she was like, nah, I'm good. It's just become a joke. Cheryl know. Crow. Then, Andrew Ridgely inducted George Michael. Who? And he performed. He's the other guy that was in Wham. Well, There's I mean, another I could, guy? I could see Wham as... Wham is two people. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. If, so if it's based on success, guy. I mean, oh, then Wham only had a few hits. George Michael was the star. That's what I'm saying. He inducted George Michael. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, well, but he came out and he sang Careless Whisper and, uh, excuse me, Miguel performed Careless Whisper. Adam Levine sang Faith. Carrie Underwood sang One More Try. So see, different oh. artists will come out since George Michael's obviously not alive anymore. Couldn't have picked anybody better for those? I mean, it's, it's not rock, it's not but... The success is there. You get it. Um, Let's see. Willie Nelson was- He deserves it. Introduced by the Dave Matthews Band. They played some of his songs. Dave Matthews Band. New Edition came out and performed a tribute to the Spinners. What? (laughs) Oh, that's random. Now, the Spinners were great, but at the same time, they're not rock. Yeah, I guess it's, do they define, is this just just all artists? Hall of Fame. Yeah, that would make more sense, wouldn't it? Because I feel like it's all genres, no? And performing at the Grand Ole Opry, it's P. Diddy. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. It's like, really? Well, LL Cool J was there. He was inducting a hip-hop guy named DJ Cool Herc. I don't know who that is. Shouldn't DJ they have... Cool Herc is very old. Oh, he is? Shouldn't okay. they have, like, the uh, hip-hop Hall of Fame at this point? I mean, we're talking 50 years now. I guess. Yeah. They just lump them all into one, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, that's, yeah. That's just too bad. Music people that are good. Speaking of lumping all together, have you seen... What airlines are going to look like by 2050? No. What? So I saw an AI mock-up, if you will, of what the interior of planes are going to look like, or at least what they're trying to get them to look like, because now they want to cram in more people. Oh, is this the one where the, the people are sideways? Your face? Yeah. So you're facing each other, but you don't have an aisle that goes down the center. So I showed Rick the picture. How would you describe it? It's it's kind of like a waiting room seating area. It's worse because you're so close together. You're it's all just... crammed together. And then the people are above you, too. So yeah. then there's seats above you, which according to this this sketch or this, this mock blueprint, I guess you could call it, that I was looking at, it looks strange because when you look at the seats above you, there's not a floor for them to put their feet on, so it's like a roller coaster ride. I'm like, are their feet just hanging in your face? Like, wow. what's, I don't they just dangle. And then there's if you're slid in, like some of them, it's like sardine cans. Some of them, or sardines in a can, I should say. Some of them are are crammed together to where you don't have any leg room in front of you, well, much like planes now. But if you're in specific seats, then you could stretch your feet out. However, there's somebody facing you, so are, do your feet? Do you have to play footsies with them? I don't know. So man. both your feet are touching each other. And so the windows, um, they're lined all along the window. So imagine the chairs, all the exterior of the plane, or the exterior, I should say, like all around, like they're up against the walls, what I'm trying to say. And then there's rows in front of that. 
Yeah, no thanks. And then they're above you. Now, if you want to pay more money, they have rooms, which this is kind of cool, where you go in, and it's much like the pods they have now that you only get on international flights, and you go in, and it's like a seat, and then it's got a little loungy area, almost like a chase lounge next Mm -hmm. to it. Right. The the picture they show is like a mother lounging there with her child, like playing cards or something, Mm -hmm. but then the next to it, there's a ladder. And you go up a little ladder, and there's one that's identical to that, but stacked on top of you. <laughs> hey, so stop you ha- the noise up there. So you have more room, but they're, they're stackable pods almost. Right. You know, th- this is not to be one of those class warfare people, but, you know, when you're like, and we've smashed all the poor people together so they can lick <laughs> each other's toes while you get a nice lounge area. Look at that. Yeah. So what about just first class with comfier seats and cushions and then, you know, the slime section where I have to sit? I would love to, because if, if you've ever flown international, it's a long flight. Mm-hmm. Like if you, and it doesn't seem, when you think to yourself and go, oh, eight, nine hours, you're like, oh, that's not that bad. But on a plane in the seat for eight, nine hours, it's you can start oh, to get yeah. stiff. It's a little mm-hmm. much. So just for kicks and giggles yesterday, my husband and I were laying there and we were like, I wonder how much it would be to go to, and we started naming different places. And he's like, what's it going to be like to fly to the Amalfi Coast in Italy? What? Amal- the Amalfi Coast uh. in Italy. And I said, uh, and then it's Swiss- we looked up Switzerland because we want to go to Switzerland. And I said, well, if we're flying international, I want to fly in one of those pods. Just for kicks and giggles, look how much <laughs> it is. So he looks it up. And for me and him and Elliot to fly in business class from here to Switzerland, it's like $15,000. Yeah, that's wow. about right. That's oh just God. to fly. That's no hotel, no nothing. food, nothing. Yeah, so the, the flight. You could buy a car and then just drive everywhere here. We were like, <laughs> wow, that's something I guess we'll never do. <laughs> wow. I mean, you could fly regular, could but you? then you're crammed like this. Sardine <clears throat> class. And even regular, you're still probably paying, what, $8,000? No. Well, it was only 900 to fly um, economy to Italy. Well, that's without your bags. That's true. <laughs> it's true. You got to pick your seat, then you got to check your bags. Oof. No, I know. It's kind of nuts. Um, here's something we talk about very often on this show. Nearly, I didn't realize the number was this high. 300,000 American adults. This isn't even around the world. So we always talk about places like China China, and Indonesia and things like that. India. Um, 300,000 American adults wind up in the emergency room every year for having a foreign object stuck somewhere in their body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, a rubber ducky. I'm telling you. You have to watch that show called It Got Stuck. Is that a chess piece? It is the craziest. No, you want to hear some of the stuff that gets stuck? Truck tire. Yep. <laughs> Why don't you add to that plastic swords? Oh. People get glow sticks stuck in their ears. Why would you put it in there? Magnets. Get stuck. Magnets and diesel fuel up their noses. That's better to drink that stuff. Steak knives and video game controllers down people's throats. Well, you lose and you get upset. How do you get a knife stuck down your throat? Here's one. Um, Okay, ready? You're going to cringe, but I'm going to tell you what this one is. Men have come in with USB cords stuck up their willies. Oh, how? What what, what does the doctor say to you? What are you doing? So we'll be detaching your sexual (laughs) organ at the base by making incisions here, here, and here. Got it? 
Is it a USB-C or is it the full it's, USB? Okay, I didn't check to see exactly Because that kind. makes a difference. That's I mean, a, it doesn't seem like much, but that's a big difference. Oh, my God. The square edges on the regular USB. No wonder they made them smaller. Oh, this oh. says USB cord is what it says. The cord? It also says car keys. Up, up where? <laughs> that's awful. That's awful. Where that's I just a, told that's you. That's impossible. I don't, I've, I don't have what one. What if you're so a janitor? Know. They're going to put all those in there? <laughs> it says men with car keys stuck up their willies. Had to pay visits. Visits to. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing? What? 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 What are you doing? I told her she looked fat in them pants, and well, next thing I knew, I had a bunch of keys up my. They've had to remove soap bars and even spatulas out of females. Oh well, spatulas. Spatulas. Some people were hospitalized for foreign objects up their rectum. Okay. Well, they found um, things I can't say. Marbles, bottles. Um, Let's see what else. Oh. It costs, by the way, just in case that doesn't say, deter you. Tag? Foreign body incidents cost an average of $5,000 at the hospital, according to uh, personal injury lawyers. Ooh. And a lot of the people come in there and they say, what are they always, what's the stories that we always say, Rick, when they go in there and they're like, well, how'd you, how'd this happen? And they go, I slipped and fell. Didn't the one guy from China say he was naked and he slipped and fell on a fish? That's yeah, on a tilapia. See, no one wants to admit to them that they stuck something up there. <laughs> Never. It's always an accident. Every proctologist story ends in the same way. It was a million to one shot, Doc. A million to one. So here's something strange other than that. Last week we were talking about Al Pacino and how he was dating his young girlfriend. What he gets stuck. She get who knows. <laughs> she had the baby in June of this year. Right. And then he has to pay her thirty thousand dollars a month in child support. So I thought to myself, so she had the baby and did they break up? Is that why he's paying her child support? And then I read this article that says they're still dating. So if you're still with the person you have a baby with, how? So she filed for full custody. Is it because of his age? I don't know. They're not saying, but they're still together. Uh-huh. She files for full custody. I'm guessing because she thinks he's not capable of taking care of a baby. Well, probably. But, is, but she's he? still with him. He's 83. What? So, but they're together. But they're together. It says here so she's still he dating the su- Oscar winner. She decided to file for full custody. Is it considered child support if you're not not together? So he's just, they're together and he's just giving her 30. Like, Isn't if you're that just with him. for your kid? Right. If you're with him, don't you just have access to the money anyway? Or why? I don't, the, it's all very strange to me. But mm. nonetheless, he has to pay her $30,000. So if you want to make some money, my advice would be just to have Al Pacino's baby. Hoo ha! Looking for an exciting new career? Then you could have my baby. That's right. If you're much younger than me, you can have my baby, and I'll be forced to pay you child support for years to come. Everybody's having my baby. Just listen to this having my baby success story. My career was going nowhere, so I met Al Pacino and started dating him and had his baby. Then I immediately broke up with him and sued him for child support. Now I eat fancy dinners every night. And I'm driving around in a brand new Rolls Royce. I couldn't be happier. And I couldn't be more broke. Bummer. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Get a job that pays big time. The job of being my baby's mother. Your exciting new career of having my baby and getting paid by me starts today. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 